The following show is a paid commercial advertisement. The views expressed do not reflect those of this station, its ownership, or management. You're listening to ABQ Central. Well, to be fair. 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 With your host, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. <laughs> this is going to be so good. 95.9 FM, 610 The Sports Animal. The cream of the crop! And talkabq.com. Turn it up! Turn it up! Hey, why don't you slide into my DMs, Albuquerque? 505-246-0610. We're going to use the texter today, Van. I'm in. I am Fred Slow. I will accompany you on this three-hour journey of talk radio entertainment. But I will not goeth alone. I will taketh. I'm using THs because today's Juneteenth. I will taketh, youeth, witheth, meeth. It's a little much. Am I overdoing it? A little bit. It's like, it's very Shakespearean. You're not very subtle about it. In June, you don't have to be. We've had this talk. It's fair. You just celebrate. Mm-hmm. Van Nunley, good morning, Van. How are you? It's a rough start, not going to lie. To, for you? Yeah. Hole up. Yeah. I wasn't getting that vibe from you, so you're going to need to break the fourth wall real quick. Yeah, you know, I'm good at faking it. Yeah? You, know? you saw me. I walked in with broken sunglasses. That, okay, that did happen. <laughs> My sunglasses just decided to break while I was riding an elevator. It's the pressure. Air pressure, yeah, right? The, the air, air pressure. pressure snapped my glasses, and the lens fell out. And now, I don't know if you can hear me. Can you hear me doing the... What is that move? I got a piece of green chili skin stuck on the inside of my molar, and I just can't get it to go. I'm going to Google that sentence. I don't green, think anyone's ever said that sentence. Green chili skin. <laughs> stuck on <in> my molar. <laughs> So I'm just going to tongue it out until I'm ready to go. I don't know if I could turn it around, to be honest, Fred. I'm off to a pretty rough start. Hopefully you can help. There's probably a transition here to a rough start for some team to some game. Talking about the Clippers last night. With the Diamondbacks. There we go. Bizarro money ball run. 22 on the road? 22 losses straight on the road. Did they lose last night? I would assume. 23. You know who we could ask? We could ask producer extraordinaire Mike Vitale. Good morning, Michael. And a good morning, gents. Hey, buddy. Ooh, somebody's chipper. Yeah. You got off on the right side of the bed. I'll fall asleep in an hour. That's no, just <laughs> During kidding. the no, show. I'm just kidding. It puts you to sleep. <laughs> Ouch. No, it doesn't. Keeps me awake. It's not what we pay for. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're texting the show Glad today. To you along oh, thank you. In studio. 505-246-0610. The texter is open. We're doing text roulette today. You text it, we talk about it. Here's some topics that I would like to talk to text about. Sports. Ooh. Yeah. Music. Okay. TV. I'm into that. Pop culture. Sweet. Current events. All right. Pulse of the city. Cool. I saw MLG just said the state's reopening. You know what? Shoot a text. Not going to mention a word on it until someone does. Okay. I mean, I just did technically. Diamondbacks were at home. That's why. Yeah. I can't. But they lost again, though. <laughs> They're the three base, best teams in baseball are all in that division. Yeah. Is that creepy? That's creepy. Yeah. 
Shout out, shout out to the San Francisco Giants. Why? Why are they doing what they're doing? Where did this come from? I can't name a single player on their team. Pablo Sandoval? 20 games above 500. It's their defense has been pretty good, too. Tim Lincecum? Pitching and defense. Kevin Gaussman. Brian Crawford? Kevin Gaussman is probably the best pitcher in baseball, not named Jacob deGrom. The best pitcher in baseball pitches for the Miami Marlins. I'm 100% convinced. <laughs> Second best pitcher. Maybe third. Talking about Trevor Rogers. He's my favorite player, Vital. Did you get the jersey? I need to get the shirt. The list of jerseys that I need is getting too high. Okay. Today's varsity. Varsity of jerseys that Fred needs? Today, yes. <laughs> Today's varsity is the varsity of jerseys. Are you familiar with jerseys, Vital? Uh, I'm going to learn here pretty quick. Jerseys. <laughs> <laughs> Are mock jerseys correct? That are t-shirts, t-shirts, yeah, shirt jerseys. I own many, kind of like a tuxedo. Um, well, tuxedos are very formal. You would wear them to proms. People would wear a t-shirt tuxedo. Oh, yeah, yeah. tuxedo t. Yeah, a tuxedo. It's called tuxedo t-shirt. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Vital, is it, in your opinion, appropriate to wear the exact same fabric top and bottom? Do you feel like it's okay to wear the exact same fabric for your tops and your bottoms? Sure, why not? Okay, I don't if agree. you're comfortable. Mm-mm. PJs only. It's all about comfortable, being comfortable. What about the Canadian tuxedo? Speaking of tuxedos. You might have the one exception to the rule. I think so. You're talking about the jean jacket with the jean pants. Shirzy? Shirzy. It's a portmanteau. It's when you combine two different words. Jennifer. To make a new word. Shirt oh, wait, and jersey. Jennifer. I just said the Shirzy. name. You're bad at this game. <laughs> portmanteau. 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 I think it's French. No, me- that's that's obviously Southeast Asian. Okay, hold on. P-O-R-T. Combining two words to make one word. Correct. Like dog house, is that one? Or is that two words? Okay, yeah, I was correct. Okay. As you often are. It also means a large trunk or suitcase. (laughs) Okay, okay, got me there, dictionary. Like a brunch is their example. It's a new word made from breakfast and lunch. Brunch. Shirt. Jersey. Shirzy. Well, 505-246-0610. Call me and thank me for teaching you this new word of the day. Today's I-9 Varsity. Okay. Best jerseys. The best portmanteaus. The best. Okay. <laughs> Good amendment. Okay. Vital, I saw a federal holiday initiated this week. A federal holiday. I don't think I've had a federal holiday created during your lifetime. During my lifetime. I don't think I have. If I have, I don't know it. What am I? I'm 36. Has there been a new federal holiday in the last 36 years? I'm not talking about observation days. MLK Day. Is that When was that one? When was that? Um, I'm going to Google inaugural MLK Day. Yeah, when did that become a federal holiday? I don't really know. And also, it took like two days to make it a holiday. Yeah. 
Like nothing. Like if you are the type who's like, it's hard to do stuff in government. Like it's not. Like once when everyone's on the same page, you can just kind of do it. It's more than a federal holiday. Keep going. It's your best friend and friend of the show's birthday today. You're talking about Sandra K? Sandy K. So happy birthday, Sandy K, if you're listening out there. It's awesome. Your mom steals the thunder of Father's Day every year? Yeah. That's dark. (laughs) (laughs) She wasn't really chose when she was born, though. Martin Luther King Day was approved in 1983. Therefore, bef- I was born before I was born. Yeah, in my lifetime, not yours. Yes. Has there been one since then? I think Christmas is newer. Christmas? Yeah, I think that's a new one. The Mass of Christ, our Lord and Savior, peace be upon him. Now there's like there are lots of days that should be holidays. This should be the varsity. We should have a lot of holidays. Days that should be holidays, like federal holidays. Juneteenth, I think, is on the list. Juneteenth should be a holiday. Should be. It's a big day, deal. Day after the Super Bowl. Coming in hot. Okay, I don't yeah, hate that. That's a good one. That's a very good one. Can we just make every Monday and Friday a holiday? <laughs> we got to celebrate something every Monday and Friday throughout the year. Well, now a lot of people are working at home, so that could be a possibility. Still. I don't hate what you're, what you're saying at all. I think it's very good. Everybody's working for the weekend, Vital. What about the solstice? I feel like solstices could be holidays. That'd be a good one. Yeah. To have your pagan rituals. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, let's get together and do some tarot card readings. It'll be fun. Is that pagan? I don't know. No. That's covent. I'm thinking of a covent. Flag day? Not stupid. I don't want that one. Why do you hate Election flag? day should be a holiday. Election day should be a holiday. That should be a federal holiday. <clears throat> everyone should have the opportunity to vote. Not everyone does. It would boost voter turnout. Like, many-fold. There's a lot of people in this country that see things in black and white. And, uh... Voting restrictions are very important to one of them. I see what you did there. Yeah. Juneteenth. Also the same people that fought against the Juneteenth holiday. Oh, gosh. Called Patriots. It does kind of blow my mind, though. Like, like no punchline here. Okay. There's a lot going on. And you're like, hey, you, you kind of need like a bi- bipartisan approach, and you kind of need to be able to do some stuff. But, like, you don't. Like, nothing happens. Like, I'm just going to pick one out of the air. Student loan debt. Nothing happens. We make a holiday in, like, five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Figure it out, y'all. Yeah. Isn't that great? The number one Google search is day after the Super Bowl. If I tell you, you were correct. What about your birthday? Like, should, should Sandra have to work today? Should be a federal holiday. On your own birthday. Yeah. Interesting. Like That's a good that. one. That's a good one. <clears throat> like the day after the Super Bowl, I think the day after your birthday should be the holiday. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Not the, yeah. Tax day, maybe? Is that one? Mm, you no. could do better. 
Hey, you know what I do struggle with? Fall back. Oh, okay. We either need, okay, the next day after that needs to be a holiday. Yeah. Or just abolish the stupid thing whatsoever. Does it matter? Have you ever, has it, does it matter whatsoever? So according to the state of New Mexico, it does because they tried to, they tried to change daylight savings time this week and it wouldn't pass. So it does. They've been doing it for like 30, 40, 50 years trying to change it and it doesn't work. But in Arizona, it doesn't matter. In Indiana, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Those are two places where it's not observed. Sure. You should get rid of it. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It used to be used for farmers, agriculture. Who? Farmers only? Well, it was for that reason, you know, so I don't know how many, what, what less than 5% are farmers in the country there, now. So. There's like 12 people total who are farmers. There's currently at or near a dozen farmers. Yeah. And that's like it. And they don't even farm anymore. They just like, they just got a place, PlayStation controller. Yeah. They do GPS for their, for their combine computers. Right. Have you seen this John Deere formula? Are you guys familiar with this? So John Deere will sell you like a combine for a dollar. And then you have to subscribe for life to the operating software. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the deal. It's like, that's why printers are so cheap. Exactly. It, yeah. Just like a Xerox. Yeah. Or what is, yeah. is Xerox the official title? Whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whatever. Yeah. And if you don't like pay your monthly subscription, they brick you. Right. They yeah. Turn it off. Yeah. And then there's like a bricking fee and then you have to like turn it. And you're just, you can't cause you got to get your, your cash crop of soybeans. Soy sauce is the number one condiment on the planet. Did you guys know that? Because China. You, well, yes, because of, because yeah. of that. Because one out of every four people on the planet is Chinese. The number two, salsa. Huh. Yeah, take oh, that ketchup. ketchup. No, take that. Wow. Cinco de Mayo. Also I wonder points. what the definition of salsa is, though. I believe it's when two people dance passionately to loud and rambunctious music. Okay. I'd have to Google that. <laughs> okay. All right. It's a hard segue, but I get it. Is I'm with you. Not correct. I'm with you. Come on, everybody. Salsa, Let's do just, that salsa just means sauce in Spanish. Is that correct? So it could mean a lot of things. Maybe it picante? Like, Am I talking about picante? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know the definition of what they're using for salsa. But if it's all salsas, that's impressive that soy sauce, a very specific thing, is beating out salsa with a very wide and broad definition. I believe soy sauce is more embraced than what you currently think it is. Because one out of four people are Chinese. <laughs> I mean, I have soy sauce in my fridge. Everyone does. And I got a bunch of those little leftover packets in my, in my hundreds pack, of them in my packet drawer, and I hold on to them like they're like they're gold, right? Like I, like ever, I don't get rid of them. You just throw them in the packet drawer or the packet cabinet or whatever, and then like months later, you'll be out of something, and then you go open up that packet, and the stuff you wanted to use, let's say ketchup in this example, yes, is a completely different color now. Correct. It's never. It's not the color of it's ketchup brown. anymore. It's brown. And you kind of just got to like do like a little like dip your toe in edge of the pool thing. Like one little dip of this weird colored ketchup on your fry. Oh, no. And never mind. It's fine. (laughs) It's blended tomatoes and sugar. Of course, it's fine. It's not going to go bad. I have all this soy sauce in my fridge, right? But even when I leave the rice house now, I still grab more soy sauce. Yeah. Even if the meal that I've selected does not require soy sauce. 
I'm like, just in case. I don't think they're running out. It's the number one condiment in the world, Fred. I don't know if you knew that. You have a takeout condiment drawer in your fridge. Uh, not in my fridge, in my cabinet. Okay. Yeah. So I mine. Have, I have like a little glass container that I'll toss some extra packets in it. My fridge is so stupid that it has like an eggs thing, but eggs don't fit in it. So that's where I put the soy sauce thing. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's stupid. That is very dumb. Ready for a break, Michael? We got a fun program today. In just 15 minutes, Matt Avila, the director of public affairs for Duke City Gladiators, is going to join us. Avila. That's what I said. (laughs) They're doing a lot of cool stuff in the community. Also, it's their blackout game tonight, so we're going to talk about that, how you can catch them live here in town. Uh, We'll give away some tickets, so that'll be fun. Also, 9.30, Jim Burleson, who is organizing the Comic-Con over there at the convention center. Yep. That's next weekend. Comic-Con is next is weekend. Is it really? Yeah. It's coming back. Sneaking up on us. Yep. All right. We're back to normal with Comic-Con. Well, we how are we? We're going to find out, and we'll do that at 9.30 as he's going to join us. And then 10.30, a uh, friend of the program, Bob Nightingale from USA Today, will join us. Ooh, and we're going to- writer. Oh, the best. The best baseball. Um, we're going to talk about cheating in baseball and why I love it. <laughs> yeah. Sports Talk, when we get back, 90, or excuse me, Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back on the program, sitting here with a loser, Van Nunley. You know what happens to losers, Van? Pretty sure losers get punished for their ineptitude. What's the thing you've lost at in life? I can't just say life. <laughs> Chess, checkers. What? Chinese I'm checkers. I'm undefeated at those things. Are you really? really? No. Huh. My win percentage is up there, though. In chess, in, in board games, I don't. I don't assume. You know, maybe I'm just making a blanket assumption here. Yeah, because I know you very well. Yeah, but I didn't think you had the critical thinking skills to be good at chess. <laughs> I can easily be three moves ahead. Just three. I cannot be much greater than three moves. Three will get you some places. Yeah, yeah. I can beat people who are. Two moves ahead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or even that dork who could just be one. I'm also the guy who quits stuff when it becomes popular because I'm so hip. So like when Queen's Gambit came out, I was like, I'm not playing chess anymore. Never again. Chess is for losers. Never now. again. It was niche. So mainstream. Chess went mainstream. That's why I quit fantasy sports. <clears throat> Got too mainstream. Yeah, I can kind of tell you quit this year. In baseball? Yeah, you quit on the fantasy baseball. Yeah. I haven't I haven't checked my lineup since I set my lineup. Which is weeks ago. The first week. <laughs> even. Yeah. You got guys who aren't even in baseball anymore. Is that true? Like two of your dudes retired. Oh my gosh. Now nah, I'm making that up. But it's pretty bad. I knew whenever I drafted Craig Biggio that it was gonna be a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the thing, there's no incentive for me to do well. It's not like we have a a punishment for the loser. Which we should enact. I don't know. You would think that winning and making hundreds of dollars would be enough to keep you into it, but no. 
I don't care about money. Oh, I just noticed your Black Panther shirt. It's a cool Black Panther shirt. Yeah, we're having Jim Burleson on today from Comic Con, so I thought I thought well, I'll just throw like my Black Panther shirt on. It's not because of Juneteenth. It's because it is, of it, Comic Con. Low key, it's also a little bit because of Juneteenth. Okay, good for you. And I'm donating blood today at Vitalent. Are you now? Yeah. So Vitalent today is down at the fairgrounds. So they're doing like a big blood drive. Check that out. Go to vitalent.org, I think. I don't have the website up. Register. Give you blood. Because I am now, as of yesterday, Vital, I am six months removed from my very last COVID-19 symptom. It is .org. .org. Vitalent.org. Vitalent. V-I-T-A-L-A-N-T dot O-R-G. Vitalent.org. Go give some blood. So I had to wait three months after having COVID to donate blood so they could get my plasma for a convalescent plasma. But then I went and got the vaccine immediately, so I had to wait again. Also, I got a throwaway tattoo during that time, and that screws up the blood donation too. Okay. So I'm now, to d- yesterday was the first day where I could donate blood, and I donate blood quarterly, as you guys are aware, or every whatever it is. How often you yeah, can. 81 days or whatever. Sure, sure. So I'm going down to the fairgrounds today, immediately following the show. Like, if you want to see... My big rear end out in public and say, you suck. You would have an opportunity. But if you want to be kind, that would be nice, too. I would appreciate that. Also, 505-246-0610, you can text Fred that he sucks right now. People do. People do. There hasn't been a single bad word said about me on the text line yet. Well, like so many things, people have to know who you are. Once you get to know me, huh. Jokes on you. What's the, what's the joke? That I'm awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know that. You know that already. So a fantasy league in Ohio did what, man? Oh my goodness, that's what we were talking yeah. about. I got distracted. Was it Ohio? I'm just making it up. I picked one of what I thought would be obvious. Jackson, Mississippi. So the punishment for finishing last in your fantasy football league last year... These group of young men decided that the last place finisher would have to spend 24 hours in a Waffle House. Doing what? Staying in a Waffle House. Oh, okay. This is a very good punishment. Because you did 30 minutes. On Wednesday. And you hated it. Vital, we played golf on Wednesday with a couple friends of the show. Correct. And immediately afterwards, one of them, not to be named... Star of TV and Radio KB's very own Brandon Ortega said, let's go to the Waffle House. Yeah. Who has the palate of a child. His <laughs> when Vital, there's no punchline here. I'm about to tell you a hundred percent factual story. Me and Van were like, we're not that hungry. We'll split two waffles. That should be an easy thing for the Waffle House. They then split. We asked for chocolate chip waffles. They sprinkled chocolate chips on top of it. They just dumped it on there. Just ridiculous. <laughs> All right, so so this guy loses, and what happens? Yeah, Brandon Ortega has like a a tattoo of chicken strips and French fries on his arm. Like that's how passionate he is about eating bad food. We went, we went to Matucci's on Monday night for a fundraiser. Okay, it was uh, buy a meal, twenty percent of your meal or whatever goes towards this fundraiser. Excellent work. I had to call ahead and ask if they had chicken fingers for Brandon Ortega. For Brandon Ortega. Oh my goodness. 
He's hard to take places. Yeah. Yeah. I like to take him to the park sometimes, just let him loose. You ain't got to really worry about him because it's fenced in. It's weird to me how good of an athlete he is with the way he runs. It's fun to watch. So who lost and they had to stay out? Okay, so he had to do 24 hours in a Waffle House. And Vital, check this out. Here's the kicker. He could shave an hour off every time he ate a double stack of waffles. Okay. Double stack? Yes. So over the course (laughs) of 15 hours, he was able... To eat nine double waffles. 18 waffles in 15 hours. To shave nine hours off. I'm going to shoot you real straight. I could do 12 and 12. 24 waffles. I could do 24 waffles in 12 hours. That's pretty good. Yeah, because I'm not trying to stay past 6 p.m. at the Waffle House. And I know the way I would start it is I would get there at 6 a.m. Okay. So that would be my move. Six to six, six daylight's to six. out. Yeah. Cops are driving by. Yeah. You feel safe. Mm-hmm. The 6 a.m. crowd at the Waffle House, I'm not intimidated by. They have their best waitress during those hours. Dolores. You feel confident. <laughs> I know we got to go a break. Is Matt waiting for us? Matt's waiting for us. Matt Avila. Matt Avila. Why are you saying it that way? I just recently learned it's like Bob Vila. Because that's what he, I asked him. Avila. Avila. Well, that's way that's way sexier than what I was doing. Avila. And I've met him many times. He's very nice. Yeah. I would not have had that correct. Avila. Avila. That's beautiful. Not Bob Vila. So we only ended up doing 15 hours by pal. <laughs> that's that's what happened. Cuz he ate so many waffles. Oh my gosh. Director of Public Affairs for the Duke City Gladiators, Matt Avila. We'll be joining us in just two minutes. Let's grab a break. Dame Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. It's game day, Albuquerque. The Arizona Rattlers are coming to battle your Duke City Gladiators. They're doing that tonight at 6 p.m. Joining us on the program, Matt Avila? 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 (laughs) Director of Public Affairs Uh, for the Duke City Gladiators. Good morning, Matt. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Doing well, my friend. All right, put this to bed. Avila. Avila. It's uh, Avila. See? That's you guys do it way better than I do, <laughs> Matt. I'm gonna apologize for my friend. He's from the Midwest, even though he's been here for four years. Words and Spanish amaze him. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's like a puppy that saw a bone for the first time. He's amazed, but he still likes it. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know what to do with it. Matt, when I Google Maps around town, there are streets that I avoid because I I get confused. I'm like, I can't go down this one. How do I pronounce that? <laughs> You get you guys. And the Google Maps doesn't pronounce it right. right? No, they don't get it right at all. That's my, that's why my yeah. version is so bad. The <laughs> your boys are taking on tonight in a blackout game day over at the Rio Rancho Events Center. Uh, the Rattlers, who are like arguably one of the best teams in in the entire league, uh, talk to us a little bit about game day today. Talk about what's going on over at the convention center or the event center. Yeah, yeah. Um, three o'clock is actually going to be for the uh, tailgate. You know, the um, 
Albuquerque's known for big tailgates, obviously, with the Lobos, you know, and it's turned into the Gladiator Games now itself. And so get there early at 3 o'clock over at the Rio Rancho Event Center, and then kickoff is going to be at 6.05. So the Gladiators have been on a Patriot-esque run through this league here. You guys are absolutely (laughs) dominating every year. Is that what the team expects again this year, another championship? You know, mo- most definitely, it's uh, it's turned into an expectation now. You know, not just as a goal, um, having two back-to-back championships, and obviously joining the IFL. And a hundred percent transparency. You know, the Arizona Rattlers is one of the reasons why we joined this league. Is you know to be to be said. You know that you're the best. You got to beat the best. You know, so uh, tonight is a big game for us to to prove. You know that we are competitors in this league. I know we won already a couple games in it. You know, we're only four games into the season. But, you know, it's a big one for us to really let everybody know, hey, you know, the Gladiators are here to compete and and to win another championship. The Gladiators are here for more than just that, though, Matt. Uh, Van and I make an effort with the radio program to be around town and do as much as we can to help as many people as we can. Um, And shoot, if we can't go anywhere without seeing you guys also there, can you talk a little bit about what the Duke City Gladiators are doing as far as community involvement, specifically what you guys are doing with your recess program? Yeah, you know, our our mission statement, man, is is community champions. You know, that's what we want to be known for on and off the field. Um, we just like how we say it tonight, right? The fans are out there cheering for us and, and getting loud, and we can put entertainment for three and a half hours, which means we made some put some smiles on everybody's face, right? For the public, we want to be able to do the same outside of football. So when people are in need or just you know want to talk to the Duke City Gladiators, we're a hundred percent there. So we're always going to be giving back to the community. And with the recess program, that started with uh, the pandemic when. The schools did uh, send everybody home. Um, they, they obviously the PE programs were non-existent at that point. So we had this idea: we would uh, go to a park and record all of our workouts and put them online, so all of the schools can just log on and the kids could actually do their uh, uh, PE programs, you know, at home in their living room in their yard, uh, just to stay active because. We need these kids to be active and get a quick little break and just stay healthy. Thanks for everything you do in the community, Matt. We, uh, we'd love to support you guys every step of the way. Back to uh, the product on the field. Loyal listener, if you have not watched the Gladiators game, it is fast-paced, high action, so much fun. You're going to see 100 points. You're going to see 100 points. <laughs> yep, it's sweet. Matt, who are the, who on the field is can't miss? Who's the must-see TV that you say, hey, come out and watch this guy play? Man, I, I got to throw that out to the whole offense right now. You know, we are number one in the league. Uh, Nate Davis, I know if everybody has followed the Duke City Gladiators, we've actually played against Nate Davis for the past six years. So it is very nice to have Nate Davis as our quarterback. You know, he is a former 49er quarterback. Um, he was with Seattle and also the Indianapolis Colts, the understudy to Peyton Manning, you know, and, and now he's here with the Duke City Gladiators. And this is his first year being able to uh, play ball with Dello Davis. You know, they've had a friendship for quite a while. Uh, we actually brought over his uh, number one wide receiver, Xavier Amy, to join the group. You know, um, Jared Elmore is back. He, I call him my Fitzgerald of the league on and off the field. He's my veteran, Gregory Dent 
from Florida State. He's not only a, uh, a number one wide receiver, but he's also a number one defensive back. So it's amazing that, you know, that offense has just clicked uh, during a pandemic and to be number one and to average, you know, five, six touchdowns a game. And, you know, we, we made some big moves on the defensive side specifically for this game. And uh, we're, we're ready to go and, and really prove a point on the defensive side of the ball again. Matt, why is the blackout game so important? What does it do for the fan base? Man, the camaraderie. You know, uh, it, it really just gets everybody to buy in, you know, not only, you know, to cheer for the Gladiators, but they're coming as one. You know, the fans are all in black. We are all in black. Uh, I myself will be wearing all black tonight, you know, so it just keeps the fan base all as one. We want the Rattler, you know, fans to really say, hey, wow, Duke City shows up, Albuquerque shows up, Rio Rancho shows up, New Mexico shows up, you know, and look at them. They all came as one. How can fans come tonight to the game? Where do they purchase tickets? Can they get them at the door? Uh, what is the fan experience as the world has started spinning again? Uh, so you can go to the box office, and it, the tickets are limited. You know, we are still limited for indoor ball at 3000 and uh, so you can get them at the box office. You can go to Ticketmaster.com, DukeCityGladiators.com. And I do want to let everybody know uh, we are bringing back the motorcycles tonight. So the motorcycles that we started with in Albuquerque, New Mexico, or at Tingley Coliseum for the runouts, they will be in attendance tonight on the field over at the Rio Rancho Event Center themselves. Now, Matt, a little birdie told me we might be able to give away a couple tickets on the show today. Do you got any? Hey, I like that idea. I'm, uh, I'm good with that. How many you got? You got two or you got four? I'll tell you what. Let's do a family four-pack. There we go. So we're giving away four of them tonight to the Duke City Gladiators, which will be a lot of fun. That's all the way out there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. I love the Rio Rancho Event Center. It's my favorite venue in town. I like to drive out. I like enjoying the game. And I like to drive back. Those are kind of my go-tos because I like like getting hyped up for what I'm doing, and I like to come down afterwards. How has the fans responded to the change in venue going from Tingley out to the Event Center? You know, it's not been an issue at all. Uh, they, they One, the event center is, is beautiful. Um, I mean, it is just so modern, so up-to-date. Uh, I know the biggest thing is those TV screens. You know, it's really nice to have those and play commercials for a lot of our local sponsors around the city and state. But, you know, the fans are liking it. The tailgate has, you know, transferred from Tingley Coliseum over to the event center. You know, we still got our, our, our loud and rowdy crowd, and we love it, you know, and, and they've just, um, you know, they, they came along. So thank you to everybody out there who's been listening and following the Duke City Gladiators for all these years and sticking with us and believing in us. 505-246-0610. Call us on the Graphic Connection hotline. Get yourself a family four-pack. Go see the Gladiators. And if you don't get to call in and you don't get those tickets, Tickets start at 12 bucks. Is that the best deal in Albuquerque, Matt? Yeah, yeah. We actually start at 10 Oh, there you um, go. <laughs> and, and I do know for, you know, um, I, I check it daily. I know all of the $10 seats have already sold out. Um, so that's why when you log, log, log in, it does start at 12 now. You know you're doing well. You know you're doing well when a whole section is completely sold out. Matt, is the event center the forever, the forever home, the Duke City Gladiators? Is there an intent to return to Tingley? Um, like, like, what is that developing like? 
So for this year, we will uh, continue the rest of the 2021 season over at the event center. Okay. We will we'll finish the whole season. We will finish the playoffs out there and the championship game over at the event center. Love that. Matt, think, anything we missed before we let you go? Oh, man, just come on out, have some fun, get there early. And, you know, it's just thank you so much for everybody's support, you know, on and off the field. I know we do a lot of charity events. People still show up for that to meet the boys. And it's just been great, you know. Uh, these gentlemen do come across the country to live to Albuquerque away from their families for six and a half months. And the way the community embraces them, a lot of times they end up moving here and calling Albuquerque home. So I just want to thank you guys so much for that. Thank you for the support on and off the field. I'm a big fan. Matt Avila, think, excuse me, Avila. 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 I can't do it. I just I don't have it in my vernacular, Matt. I apologize. <laughs> it's like, what is that called when you can't, like, produce, like, a word? What is that called? That's a thing. It's like a mental block. Yeah. Like, the boom goes the dynamite kid. Like, when you can't. It's not a portmanteau, though. It's not a portmanteau. <laughs> Matt, thank you so very much. Uh, I think we're going to be by the venue this evening, so we'll make sure we, sh- we shake hands. Thank you so much, my man. I will be the man in the black suit tonight. You, hey, like I don't know if you guys know Matt personally. Always looks like a million dollar bill. Like everywhere, we, all these events I see him at, all these things, I can do my absolute best to clean up, and I'm I'm not in the shadow of of the way Matt turns out to places. So I have no doubt you're going to look great. Uh, thank you, man. Thank you, man. Thanks, Matt. Be good, my friend. Four tickets to the Duke City Gladiators. We're giving them away. Call the program five zero five two four six zero six ten. They can be yours. Take the family out. It's at least a $40 value. We just learned. At least. At least. And those all tickets the, are all the, gone. All the $10 tickets are sold out, so. so it's like closer to 50 bucks. At least a $48. Yes. <laughs> Got some fun with the fam tonight. I've, I've not been to enough Duke City games. I've been to a couple, and they're a blast. I see them at every charity event we go to. I see them at every philanthropical effort. Correct tremendous they came and gave blood at our last event yeah yeah they're unreal we for a short time were doing stuff with um evolve fitness mm-hmm. that's like their training facility right go down there just hang out nate davis can throw out the link the whole field stupid. that's pretty sweet stupid that's pretty sweet and it's really good for like like the kid like if you have like a, like a young adult like a kid like a teenager preteen i love football maybe you haven't necessarily got the best product on the field with unm for a while now <laughs> you gonna see some champions Go get out, out to the second. rio rancho event center let's grab a break wrap up hour one i want to talk about my favorite player in baseball doing my favorite thing in baseball when we get back dave busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio powered by new mexico pinion coffee we're on the road we're on the road with chisholm trail rv connect with us on the graphic connection hotline 505-246-0610 we're playing again with i9 sports and we're having a drink we're doing it bourbon and boots 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal so usually when we're at a break and we're giving away tickets, 505-246-0610. Somebody calls during the break and, like, scoops them up really fast. So we go to break, and the phone rings. Like, a little light goes off. It's not an actual ring because this is a radio show. And I'm like, all right, Vitale, who got the tickets? Who got the four Gladiators tickets at 505-246-0610? You wouldn't believe it. 
Mike, a, a robocall. <laughs> Mike says, <laughs> someone's, I believe it. someone's trying to extend my warranty. So if you were trying to call and the phone line was busy. Unreal. The tickets are still available as Mike did not give them to the guy that wants to come and check your roof for hail damage. Ugh. My favorite thing in Major League Baseball is what, Van? Besides everything about the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. Besides everything about the St. Louis Cardinals, what is my favorite thing about Major League Baseball? Everything about Shohei Otani. Yes. I'm obsessed. He'll be on my jersey list for sure. My four jersey list? Uh-huh. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He's a two-way sensation. A star. He's not passable. No. At either. He's not Rick and Keel. You're not like, nah, we're going to let him pitch so we can let him hit. Nah. We'll let him hit so he can pitch. He's so good. He's good at both. They How many of- people can do that, though, at that level? Zero. The answer is zero. That's zero. There's yeah. one of them. One. One guy. And he's so good at it that this baseball team cut Albert Pujols. <laughs> well, I should have done that a couple years ago. I need you to stop. I need you to take your headphones off. Walk out the studio, down into the middle of 5th and Roma, and get hit by a truck. That was excessive. You know what else is excessive? (laughs) The amount of home runs that dual threat Shohei Otani has hit this year. He only had two dingers last night. 21 dongs. That's so incredible to me. You know who has more dongs than him? Vlad Jr. and Fernando Jr. That's it. And they have one more. It's slightly insane. He has 21 dinghy boys. And the two best guys at doing it have one more. Sure. So he says on his Instagram. He's given up five home runs as a pitcher. So I think he has net 16 home (laughs) runs. (laughs) Helping your cause. Did you see his post? His Instagram post? No. Oh my god. Okay. So here's how he announces it. It's a it's it's cut together really well. So it's highlights of like talking heads from sports being like Otani is the jam. And he like he he has him jump between TVs and then it's a still of him. He wears 17, right? Mm-hmm. And it's him at bat and instead of saying Otani on the back it says home run derby. Yeah. It's so sick. Chills. You got chills, didn't you? Yes. Obviously, I always get chills. You get chills super easy. Yeah. But it, usually it's appropriate when you get chills. I also appreciate guys who put like dollars into their social media. Like, pay someone to do it for you. Number one, you got the budget. Yeah. And number two, if you don't, you end up like, like John Stockton. <laughs> I love the home run derby. It is my favorite thing about Major League Baseball. Well, the playoffs. So, I'm all right, gonna... it's right behind the playoffs. Yeah. In the San Diego Padres jerseys. I have, yeah, that's <laughs> strong, strong list. Short and strong. It's the Maurice Jones Drew of lists you just made. You know, what I'm about to hit this Otani announcement with. Yes. And I never use it because okay. that's how I feel about it. I'm very excited. It's going to be a good home run derby. It's in Colorado. It's in Colorado. <laughs> the thin air of mile high. Shohei Otani already signed up. The first person to sign up must see TV. You think he's going to throw to himself? He like just. Well, you got to get a position player, right? He tosses one out of the net, 
runs at the batter's box, smacks one 400 feet. Float it in there. You do it. You think you do that 50 times in a couple hours? You know it would be fitting if Albert Pujols pitched to him. Oh, he'd peg him every time. <laughs> not that kind of pegging. Not Bundy? Not Peggy Bundy? No, not Peggy Bundy. On his Twitter feed, or his Twitter, on his Instagram feed, here's what I love about it. Because he's from, are you familiar with Japan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So that's the country of origin. And then now he's in America. So he, he makes this video post, which you can understand in any language, right? Mm-hmm. And then in English, he's like, excited to announce that I'll be participating in the 2021 hashtag home run derby. The responses are Japanese, Chinese, English, Spanish, like the whole world, the whole world. is in support of this thing. Hey, you know what translates? The fire emoji. Just put that up. The very first game that he pitched, he's the only person to do this in the history of MLB because it's so rare. What about Babe Ruth? He threw a ball 100 miles an hour, and he had an exit velocity of over 100 miles an hour on a home run. Wow. In the same inning. Same inning? Same inning. Wow. It's insane what he's doing. And if you're not watching, you're missing out Mm -hmm. on some of the coolest stuff to ever happen Mm -hmm. in the history of baseball. Meanwhile, Mike Mike Trout is uh, sidelined with an injury. Yep. Poor guy. Poor guy. Always. Here's some other guys I need in it. I need Vlad Jr. Both juniors. Fernando Jr. Fernando and Vladdy Jr. Those two for sure. Yeah. Probably Giancarlo Stanton. That'd be sweet if he's healthy. If he's healthy. He's like the ins- the inside of my right knee, but a whole like six foot five human. That's Giancarlo Stanton. Give me Jordan Alvarez from the Astros. Very good. The big lefty. There, I want a hometown guy because I love that. I don't know who it would be for the Rockies. God, you got to bring back Nolan Arenado, right? Yeah, definitely Todd Helton. Okay, well, that's reaching. <laughs> Let's grab a break. 30 shorts minutes from Jim Burleson of Comic-Con. I'll get the sponsors when we get back. ABQ Central, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. <laughs> Back on the program, Dave and Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. Text the program, too, 505-246-0610. From the texter, are you going to go through the whole hour without talking about anything consequential in the sports world? <laughs> we did. Shohei Otani. What time did that come in? Obviously. It's a three-hour show, by the way. We got and we had talked gladiators, by the way. Yeah. That's a sport. You yeah. didn't know football is a sport. Came in about 845. <laughs> okay. Perfect timing. Yeah. From, that's from the 580, which I don't know where that area code is. Ooh. Which I'm into, though. Sweet. Well, good news for you, sports fan. 
Just sitting at home watching the U.S. Open today. Big shout out to Southern and Western Oklahoma. Ooh, there you go. Including Ada, Boise City, Lawton, Enid, Ponca City, Altus, Frederick, Weatherford. Frederick! Yeah, see? Guyman, Durant, and Ardmore. I'm a big fan of Oklahoma sports fan. They are passionate. Mm -hmm. They love their college sports, which I love. Not the best time for college sports talk right now. They love college football. They love college basketball. Big baseball. The U.S. Open is currently going on, and it is bland. Hey, golf's a sport. Just like the leaderboard leader, Richard Bland. So you got it all wrong, as usual. How so? My three favorite golfers are all within five strokes. Why are you? St- why? I don't, I don't know if you know this about me, Fred. By the way, five like the lead is is five under. So all your favorite golfers are at par. Yeah, is what you're saying. Okay, par or better. I don't know if you know this about me, Fred, mm-hmm. but I root for the golfers with weird names. Okay, here we go. Or weird outfits. If you're wearing a Tam and knickers with high Argyle socks, you're my dude. They're very rare these days. So not a lot of people dress like that anymore. So now I root for the guys with the weirdest names. As you know, my favorite is Xander Shoffley. Yes. Xander Schafferferluffer. It's very correct. Some people say. Matt Avila. It's not that weird. It's Avila. Pretty, pretty normal name here. And one stroke off the lead is like my second favorite f- player, Louis Uthuizen, <laughs> which is very good. The pride of South Africa. I'm familiar with yeah. his work. Yes, I believe. And his South African brother, Christian Bazudenhout. I'm, I'm pulling for him too because I want to hear people say his name over and over again. Where is famed South African Bryce DeChambeau? Oh, Brussels de Chambord. Also sitting at par. Par boy. Bryson DeChambeau is jacked. Him and Brooks are like trying to see who can rip out of a shirt. Yeah. If him and Mike Trout did a top golf, like go get it. Well, that'd be an impressive. And you're, you're a wrestling dude. Keep going. So I, I know you see this. But I think the Bryson and Brooks, like Biggie and Tupac beef that they got going on right now, I think it's a work. It seems like a work to me. But I'm enjoying every second of it. I don't think you're wrong. Vital, you catching any of this? You seeing all the beef on the links? Yeah, it's it's a it newer like a breakfast. Gen, it's a newer generation of what how the golfers are. So there's a lot of people that don't like it. I think it's pretty cool. I love it. Yeah, I do. Yeah, give me all the TMZ you got, especially a game that's as boring as golf. So boring. I love playing golf. I love napping to if, golf on if, TV. If there's not a story like this to keep me interested, if there's no Tiger and there's no John Daly, like you, you need something to pique my interest. Weird names alone is not going to do it. Do you feel like, I think, and I think you just told me during the break, that normally the U.S. Open brings like 40,000 people in person every day. I, I had no idea that that many people showed up. I thought it was like ten, twenty thousand people. A lot of people. It's a lot of people. Did Tory Pines? Are you familiar? Yeah. Okay. 
There's a lot of pro wrestling in all sports. It's spread. Yeah. Yeah. Like when Otani is like, I'm in the home run derby. That's like when a wrestler is like announcing themselves for like king of the ring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, I'm in. Hey, everybody. But I'm officially putting my name in the hat for the slam dunk competition. Big shout out to uh, tied for 10th, one under, Guido Migliozzi. Okay. I thought that was a derogatory slam term, but uh, here we are. Go Guido. Ms. Leone. Guido Migs Leone. Now, Roy, Ma- Roy McElroy, who is like a fan favorite, he's plus one through two. But he's the guy who I think like if can come back. He hits it long. There's a lot of fairways. Mickelson's plus two. It's not the easiest course. That's why the leaderboard is just five under after two days. Yeah, and there's only a 10-stroke spread from 68th to the leader. To the cut, yeah. Yeah. A lot of favorites out there. Does golf feel different knowing that there's not going to be a Tiger anything? Because for a while, it was, he's going to come back. For a while, he's back. For a while, he's going to make that return to Tiger as we know him. Oh, he did. Look. But now you know it's done. It's done, done. I don't know. See? <laughs> don't count him out. He's going to play a major again. Just be in one? Yeah. I can't see the Tiger story ending with that wreck. He's not going to end it like that. That's not how the documentary ends. Physically speaking... Okay. He's got two options. One, quit. Mm-hmm. Two, change your game up completely to where you're a jump shooter now. Sure. Like Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Vince Carter had a very good career. You know you know his ended? With COVID-19. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. No retirement announcement, no anything. And now that Atlanta Hawks team, they're about to play in a game seven. They could use Vince off the bench. Did you see that the author from Field of Dreams scored 34 points last night for the L.A. Clippers? <laughs> Terrence Mann? Terrence Mann, who, if you remember, was kidnapped by Kevin Costner in Field of Dreams, came to life for the L.A. Clippers last night. I'm an NBA fan. Love the game. Love the game. I didn't know who Terrence Mann was until last night. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. Now, did I know he existed? Yeah, because I saw Field of Dreams. James Earl Jones played Terrence Mann. I don't know if you know that, but I'd tell. So last night, the Clippers beat up on your favorited... Salt Lake City jokes, who I told you were jokes. Because of their name? Because they've been a joke forever. Yeah. They've been a joke since John Stockton, who's joking again in the news. (laughs) Also, is there a hotness for terrible, like, anti-fact documentary that I don't understand? Is there a hotness for poor audio, single webcam recording documentary? 
I don't have it in my life. I don't have it in my life. I don't know. Why why are they in such a surge? Why is guy sitting in the front seat of his car with his cell phone mounted on his dashboard? The hotness. That's not the hotness. John Stockton, not the hotness. So your Utah Jazz. I'm sorry, what? Jumped out to a 2-0 lead. Nothing against the city of Salt Lake and the state of Utah. Yes. I hate the Utah Jazz. <laughs> and I always have. When they, Even when they were in New Orleans. They didn't allow. No, when they were in New Orleans, they were my favorite. Oh, okay. Because there's actually jazz in New Orleans. I will do this bit again that we've done multiple times on this show. <laughs> there are not lakes in Los Angeles. There is not jazz in Salt Lake City. Switch these names, balance out the NBA, mm-hmm. and then you'll have a much better product. Paul George and Terrence Mann, played by James Earl Jones, beat the Utah Jazz in four straight games after losing the first two. And that's how the NBA works. You can get out two games ahead, don't matter. Don't matter. Three, though, never happened. Terrence Mann, previous game high, was 25. In high school. (laughs) In the NBA. Most points he's ever scored was 25 until last night when he dropped 39 to clinch his team's trip to the Western Conference Finals. Was it? And to add some drama to it, they were down 24 to the Jazz. Stupid. Yeah, the old Kiefer Sutherland. Because the TV show was called 24. Correct. Yeah. It's a very good joke. I'm sorry I didn't get it right away. It's okay. I'm not for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) So the Jazz go home. So the Clippers will play the Suns in what I believe will be a three-game sweep. The Suns will beat them one, two, three, and then the Clippers will just quit. Oh, yeah. They'll just drop out? They'll just drop out. They'll say you're... You know what, guys? Yeah. I think Chris Paul gets to come back if he gets two negative tests. We'll see, won't we? Did you see this, Vital? So Chris Paul. Chris Paul must have watched that John Stockton video. (laughs) So he said he had the vaccination, though. Did he? Yeah, so he came out and he was like, I got the vaccine. He probably got the Johnson & Johnson. That's why. I don't know. You know, Johnson Johnson's only like 60%. Is it really that low? Like, why get it? Just wait. Go get the good one. Yeah, get a good one. New Mexico 60, did their sixty percent. Well, it's one shot. It's powerful, but it's it's just it's one shot. It's not like the others where there's two. Well, still the first shot of Moderna, you're like ninety two, and then the second one, you're like ninety nine. So I learned at a very young age, you get one shot, one opportunity. Mom spaghetti. Yeah, sure. So don't screw that up. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Clippers. Obviously, should have beat up on the Jazz, even though they had the better record. They're a better team, blah, blah, blah. But Phoenix is going to mop the floor with them. Phoenix is world beaters. Phoenix is going to win the ship. I would like to see that. I would like to see Chris Paul get a ring. Same. But I don't know. The Clippers are playing like a basketball team. They're not like... Like there's five of them out there? And there's like there's 12 of them out there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. 
in the world in the current world of super teams, it seems like the Clippers, except for Kawhi Leonard, he's a world beater. Knee got the knee. Paul George isn't the Paul George of a few years ago, but they're playing like a team. They got like a a Pistons, a Detroit Pistons vibe about them right now. Oh, that's pretty sweet. What a fun comparison. Yeah, because that that team sucked, but yeah. it didn't. They the team sucked on paper. They just kept winning and yeah. winning and winning. Hey, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna get twenty five from Tayshawn Prince tonight. What? I'm sorry. Who? Who? That guy, the skinny kid. Hey, Rip Hamilton. I thought he was a trainer. You know, Rip Hamilton made league minimum, but he had sponsorships from face mask companies. I don't know if that's true. He would just wore that face mask. He didn't even need it anymore. The second the playoffs were over, he went and started uh, starred in Phantom of the Opera at his local uh, little theater. Nice. Mm-hmm. He became a spokesman for people afflicted by Bell's palsy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rip Hamilton. His favorite movie. Face off. Face off. Yep. <laughs> It's a good joke. I'm in on this though. I'm in on we. I kind of called the Western Conference being boorsy and stupid. Is it though? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the East though, which we're going to get to here in a minute. Sweeps aren't very fun. I agree. Yeah, Sun swept. The Clippers kind of swept. They won four in a row. Kind of sweeping. It kind of felt that way, didn't it? Oh, but in that other league, though, Fred. That conference? You get a game seven. You get a game seven. You get a game seven. When we get back, we're going to be the Easter Conference in the NBA Finals. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road. Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. Round ball. Game seven, game seven, game seven, game seven, game seven. Which one do you want to go with first? I friggin' love game sevens. Well, how about the one tonight? Bucks and Nets. Happy Juneteenth, y'all. You get a game seven. It's in New York. Yes, sir. Is Brooklyn part of New York? Yes, it is. It's one of the five boroughs. Okay. Biggie didn't know that. Well, he kept asking where Brooklyn at. There you go. Like, you live here. You should know this. That's a very good. Yeah. The Knicks are New York. The Nets are Brooklyn. So the Knicks get the other four boroughs, is that correct? That's a pretty strong advantage. You would think. It doesn't parlay into results. But they get four out of the five boroughs. You would think they'd be better. You would think. Yeah. They did make the playoffs this year. Yeah. They had coach of the year, Tom Thibodeau. For the first time since 1974. Aw. I just made that up on the spot. It's not true whatsoever. I know. <laughs> They've been there since, because I'm telling you about the Larry Johnson years, starting the original Space Jam. Grandmama? Grandmama. On paper, the Nets are a better team. Correct. Except for one player. Who's made out of paper. Giannis. 
Giannis Antina and Giannis Antina, ten and ten. Ten, ten, and ten. Triple double. Giannis triple double. Chris Middleton is better than I think he is. And Tentacumpo. And Tentacumpo. Drew Holiday is better. PJ Tucker is better. Brooklyn. Literally, it's a very good team. There's, it's not. They're not accidentally in this position. No, they've been good for years. They're sitting. If you were to go to the Bucks and be like, "Hey, do you want to be sitting at three three with a game seven for a chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals before the season started, before seventy five games ago?" They would have been like, "Yes, yes, we do want that." They have former sideshow Bob impersonator and current basketball player Brooke Lopez, way underrated. <laughs> Vitaly, do you sweat the Bucks or is it like? In your peripheral. You mean in, in peripheral? Like, I know you're... Yeah, I'm a Packer fan. Packer fan. I know you're a Brewers fan. Brewers fan, yeah. And the Bucks. The Bucks are probably in that list. Packers. Um, yeah, I like the Brewers, though. Yeah. But I, I like the Bucks. I don't feel like the Bucks get big, the love. You're a big soccer guy, so you, you're yeah. you like the Milwaukee United. Is that what that is? Is that a team? Uh, no, I like the Premier League in England. Oh. Is it Real Green Bay? <laughs> Is that the soccer team from over there? United. And you and if you thought one Antetokounmpo was enough, no, it's Avila Antetokounmpo. No, no, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> a nice callback. They got not one but two of them, and they get one of them at a big discount. Get the Thanasis out your asses because you got two antenna kumpos coming. I still got the nets, though. Yeah. Yeah. Giannis will go for 40. He'll Let's, go for 40 on 20 shots. Sure. Hitting that line over and over again. Don't get him out the three-point line or free throw line. Oof. Forget it. Right, here's, here's the difference to me. Chris Middleton and three-pointers. If Chris Middleton, Middleton is hitting three-pointers, they're going to win. Holiday don't even shoot them. No, don't need to. Covington's the big three guy. He comes off the bench, too. He's, yeah. He can stay there. They've been only shooting uh, under 22% the last two games. They've only made 15 threes, and they've missed like 60, 68 or yeah, something. Yeah, but on the fast break, they scored like 30 points yeah. yesterday. Well, yesterday? they finally got aggressive, and they were like, go, 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 take off. And they got him into a run game, the Nets, and they're injured. Did you see Harden? He had to pull up. He couldn't. He got a steal, and then he was all alone, and he stops, obviously because of the hamstring, and just said, wait up. I'll wait for my other players to come instead of going all the way to a, for a layup. You know, LeBron told us this was going to happen. He said, there's too much basketball. Everyone's going to get hurt. You're not going to be able to see your favorite players doing their favorite things. Well, they're playing 10 games less, and then they had four games a week. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's the same thing in baseball, too. There's too many games. I've been saying it for years. Less regular season games extend the playoffs. Space out. You need two days off a week. Six six games in one week, that's too much for you. For your body, physically. Yeah. And we're not talking like... And for a lot of people, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. For a lot of fans. For fans. Much. Yeah. 
I cannot take Milwaukee on the road when their mid-range to three-point game is so abysmal. Their transition's tremendous. They play defense very well. Mm-hmm. Play physical, too. Now, as I say this, as I'm like, Man. I can't take them on the road. I got to go with the Nets. They held the Nets to 86 last night? 84? Well, they had an 18-point lead in five in, uh, in uh, New York. So, I don't know. Hey, here's the thing that I got being a Bucks fan that I learned. They were mentally tough for the first time, probably forever in a long time. They didn't sit there and wilt away when twice in the fourth quarter New Jersey had the game down to three points or five points. So that, to me, is a victory. If they can carry that over tonight, then I think they'll be all right. They blew an 18-point lead in game five. They do that. It's such a weird, streaky team. You got the the presence of Giannis. He's, yeah. he's going to do Giannis stuff every day, no matter what. Or does he only do it when he's facing elimination like two nights ago? He does it every game. Okay. He's very Giannis-like every game. What matters is what's going on around him. Are you playing defense and hitting three-pointers around him? If so, the Bucks are going to be very strong. You know what's going on around him? I still got the nets. Yeah? I'm not... I can't convince myself because Giannis is like, hey, everybody, I want the game called fair. I need the officials. Don't let my size fool you. I get fouled. That's not where your head needs to be. He's been labeled this soft, especially the last three years. Well, are we now talking about Kevin Durant? Giannis cannot be soft if he's playing against Kevin Durant. No. He's got the crown. (laughs) He's got Kevin Durant wears the crown made out of 10-ply toilet paper. (laughs) So soft. Kevin Durant's body is like one of those like like Chinese New Year's lanterns. <laughs> Tissue paper soft. Tissue paper soft. It's thin. Kyrie's out. Does that make a big deal? Oh yeah. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, I mean Who's Joe Harris? Well, he's one of their key role players from yeah. the bench. Not anymore. Now he's a starter. He's very well, good. Been doing that He's all a good year, basketball though, player. You remember they've only played together fifteen times. The That's three. true. You're making a great point. So the other guys have already been playing enough in the bigger role. Guys like Harris. You think everyone talks about the big three, but you forget that they have Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan as well. These guys can still do some work on that court. They Blake. Can, if you can and, get Blake, and, and they're not the player they were in the Lob City days, no. But their basketball IQ is way higher, and they could play a team game now that they couldn't before. And they can stand in front of Brooke Lopez. Yes. Yeah, because Brooke Lopez don't want to get more than ten feet from the rim. Hey, just put your body in front of him. Here's my actual wild card: Are the Bucks going to allow? P.J. Tucker to flagrant Kevin Durant over and over again. Because <laughs> it's going to get spicy. P.J. Tucker and Kevin Durant, it's going to get spicy in Game 7. P.J. Tucker hates Kevin Durant. Oh, he's like a... That's why P.J. Tucker is my favorite player. Because I also hate Kevin Durant. So P.J. Tucker's like a normal person. Yeah. He's just like, he's every man. Yes. <laughs> When I see P.J. Tucker walking down the street, I'm like, am I looking in a mirror? Because I also hate Kevin Durant. <laughs> Jim Burleson is waiting, and we're excited to have him on the program. Let's grab a break. 
We do a little nerd talk when we get into a little nerd culture. Police. Police. You know, and here's the thing about nerd culture. It's sports, too. Sure. A lot of nerds in sports. You got all the stuff. I'm looking directly at one. Yeah, thank you. That's you. Oh, me? For the listener. We're actually, we're in studio. I nerd out on a lot of stuff. Comic-Con is next week, and we're going to talk about how you can intend and what you can expect to see with Jim Burleson, the director of Comic-Con, after the commercial break. Dan Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. When we're on the road, we're on the road with Chisholm Trail RB. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. We're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots, 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. All right, listen up, nerds. Does anyone talk like that anymore? No one talks like that. The tide has turned, Fred. It's not, yeah. The nerds are the cool guys now. That's real. Yeah. That is a, Elon Musk is the coolest guy for fire memes. Elon Musk got some hair plugs, invented some new rockets, and married up a hot pop artist. Yeah, he punched up. Yeah. For sure. Here's the playbook, nerds. Get a million dollars in a rocket. I, I parade around as a sports guy, but I'm actually a nerd. Yeah, you are. So whenever I contacted earlier this week Jim Burleson, the organizer of the 11th annual Albuquerque Comic Con, by the way, the first show in New Mexico since like January of 2020, when I connected with him, I said, hey, I want to talk about Comic Con. I want to have you on the show, but first, let me get my inner nerd out. So we spent we spent a fair amount of time talking about all things that I love that are TV, movies, comic book, and pro wrestling related. And joining us now is Jim Burleson, the director of New Mexico Comic, or excuse me, Albuquerque Comic Con. Welcome to the program, Jim. How are you? Good, man. How are you doing? Doing well. It starts next week, Friday the 25th. It's going to run through the weekend. Friday is special, Van. It's it's the sensitivity opening, free to those living with autism, which is exciting. You're going to tell us about that. And then open to the public Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Give us a rundown, Jim. Give us us the bare bones. Kind of tell us how Albuquerque can get out or New Mexican as whole and what they're going to expect to enjoy. Well, I mean, it's it's three days, so the sensitivity opening is from three to five. We let we let the folks that are dealing with uh, you know family members and stuff like that 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 are on the spectrum. You know, these are mostly most of our creators are actually on the spectrum. So people that you know, we read Spider Man, and we don't realize that the that the folks that are creating that story for us um, are typically living with autism. Our our our, our creative juices come from uh, come from you know a special place in our brain, and uh, it just seems like. Um, you know, autism is something that is much more prevalent in our industry. So what we've done is we, to make it more inclusive, we, we have made a, uh, a sensitivity time frame from three to five. So Love the doors that. don't even open for everybody else till four. But you show up and you, you let us know that you're coming in for the sensitivity opening and we'll let you in for free on Friday. And then, so between three and five, we, we give you free tickets. After that, you got to pay for them like everybody else. <laughs> but it, it opens at four o'clock for, for everyone. They come in and hang out. Um, our, uh, the reason behind this is Friday is typically a little bit slower. People are still at work, and it's a lot easier for people living with autism to deal with smaller crowds. So um, we anticipate this year being actually uh, a capacity crowd. We, we've limited our tickets to 7,500 tickets a day because of the, uh, you know, wanted to make sure that we have the proper distancing. And we were just trying to be responsible, like, regardless of what you feel about COVID, 
Like it's just like it's not our place to judge what everybody else feels. It's not our place to, you know, be in everybody else's headspace. We need to make sure that we're doing as much as we can to make make it as inclusive as possible. So, you know, we've we've got the the shields up in front of uh, some of our guests, and we're encouraging everyone to bring masks. But um, we we anticipate Saturday being being a sold out crowd. So we're we're asking people to buy tickets in advance. But it's from ten to eight on Saturday, and then ten to six on Sunday. So. We we have full intention of joining you at Comic Con next weekend, which will be very exciting, and we're going to figure out the details on that this week. Uh, some of the celebrities, some of the special guests, some of the influencers that we will see will include one Mark Paul Gossler. Hey, yeah, yeah, Zach Morris, man, Zach Morris. You know he he actually has created a a worldwide phenomena of of things that narcissists do. do. Like <laughs> his character was so badly written. And and everyone loved him, but you know he he would he, he like faked his own death, like just all kinds of crazy stuff. That if it were around and people were to to, to pay attention, they would they would be like, "Holy moly, this guy's evil!" But you know, Saved by the Bell, it was it was hokey, it was fun, and he became a worldwide you know superstar because of that. So um, we're bringing him out, um, and we're gonna have a good time with him. He's a super great guy. He uh, he's friendly to his fans. He loves everyone. Um, you know, he's, he does a ton of dramatic stuff now. People don't even recognize him in some of the things he does. But he'll be out and, and hanging out, and he's coming all three days. Most most of our celebrity guests don't don't do a three day show. They're like, I'm coming for two days, but he's like, Well, wait a minute, is it my job to be there? That's what a narcissist so like, would do. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. He has to put himself above the rest. My table has to be two feet wider. <laughs> I will take green M and M's and Perrier water, please, but I won't drink it or eat any of it. So Saturday is the big show. That's the one where everybody's there. This is the can't-miss day. First off, you should get the weekend VIP pass. It's the weekend VIP. Go to the whole thing. But Saturday's the big deal. This is the one where everybody's going to be there, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it, and, and our costume contest, our, our adult costume contest is is on Saturday. We, we do it at, we started at 7 o'clock, so it can kind of run a little late. Um, you know, but, but costumes has has become the subculture of everything that is dork. And it's so cool to see the amount of effort that our, our fans will put into making their costumes. It, you know, it's gotten to the point now where it, it, the cosplay community has become so toxic that we stopped, what? we stopped bringing in cosplay guests. It's crazy. Like speaking of narcissists, right? So instead what we've done is we focused on the local cosplayers who really are just in it for the fandom of cosplay. They, they love dressing up as their, you know, their favorite characters. And, and what we found is that real people and regular folks are much better people uh, to, to be around. They're, you know, enjoying their creativity and things like that. So we've, uh, we've really geared our shows to local, local people, people that live around here or have something to contribute. And it's, it's made all the difference. So nobody has to feel bad about not having the most state-of-the-art actually anatomically correct iron man suit with you know repulsors and and uh, and real boot jets you can actually show up in a paper mache iron man costume and people will love you for it way better i like that vibe a lot better yeah, so yeah, yeah. saturday cool. wraps and i didn't notice this last year could be wrong saturday wraps with a burlesque show yes yeah, so we have a cosplay burlesque team that comes out that is sweet they, uh they and, and, and let me tell you like the the the, the girls that are that are doing it are so talented, and by talented, you know exactly what I mean. They are spectacular. 
Um, so they, they're, and they're, they're, you know, they're regular cosplay, uh, folks. Like they, they actually have real cosplays. They, they've won plenty of costume contests. So like you're going to see pretty spectacular things happening at the burlesque show and, and all things that are burlesque. So, um, most of the crowd is actually women because they, they love to see, you know, the, the, uh, the environment that, that is, that is put on by burlesque. Burlesque typically is a much classier way of, of, uh, enjoying the dancing of, uh, of hot women. So, so you, you pique the interest of our producer, Mike Vital. He keeps, le- <laughs> he keeps, he keeps leaning in and pointing at himself. Can, <laughs> Can we get two front row seats that's, for our boy Mike over? Here? We need a. Is there judging? Can we have a judge seat? Can we put? So, so the way that, the way that these are judged is people sit around with their dollar bills out and throw them on stage, and it actually is part of the show. It's not like it's not like at a strip club where you're hoping that you're going to convince them that you're rich and they'll go home with you. The the don't know about that the, the participation of dollar bills is is actually part of the event. It's part of the part of the staging they've got they've got kittens that wrap up all their all their money for them it's it's kind of neat it's just a, it's a neat experience but if you want to you know judge judge their bank accounts that's how you judge yeah, vote vote with your dollar yeah jim exactly it's yeah. A, yeah it's like it's like do you go to smith or do you go to albertson's vote with your dollar man jim burleson the director of comic-con which is next week in the 25th through the 27th down there at the convention center uh, the world is spinning again, so you are back in action. Uh, obviously, you're going to have a bunch of vendors there. It's mostly local-based vendors. Is that what you're going with this year? Or is it? Is it? You know what's funny is that that was that was our thought that we were going to have to be stuck with local vendors. Yeah. But with the entire world being shut down, um, we the, the second that we launched our website, we forty percent of our vendors are from out of state. Oh wow! It's, it's, it's crazy, crazy. Like. This this isn't going to look like a show that that has been slowed down by COVID. Like fans are tired of being stuck in the house. You know, when we first announced, we had a ton of people saying, "How dare you? How irresponsible!" I'm like, "Wait a minute, we're doing everything we're supposed to be doing. You know, we're being safe, we're distancing, we're you know, we're, we're complying with all the restrictions." But then, as things started opening up, the tickets just started going crazy. Um, so I I believe that people are going to be really excited about this. So we've made sure that we've we've catered it to the entire family because, you know, a lot of us can't wear masks. Like I had open heart surgery in, in, in April because I got bacterial pneumonia from those masks. Right. So I won't wear a mask again. If I have to go anywhere where they required me to wear a mask, cause I had COVID. Why would I, why would I get a vaccine? Why would I, you know, I had it. So I'm like, I, I can't wear a mask. So I want to make sure that I've created an environment where people like me can go and, and enjoy it. Um, we have to make the family, Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Jim. We have to make this point in the air, and we make it every time that this conversation comes up, that you and I and, and anyone participating with our program is not a medical professional, and anything we're disclosing is opinion solely. So that's just making sure we throw that out there for everyone who who is who is taking us in currently. Right, yeah. You don't want to get sued by people that are scared of the world, and I'd rather, you know, I I, I said it while I was on the operating table, man. I'd, I'd, I'd rather talk to God about it than, you know, a bunch of people that are scared of being American. So... Um, the the idea that that uh, we shouldn't be allowed to go out and have a good time is is kind of counterintuitive to what you know what we've been doing for the last eleven years with Comic Con. So you know we, we're super careful. We're making sure that everyone is is uh, is doing their distancing. We're checking temperatures. We're making sure that we've got you know that everyone who participates and, and requests 
everyone around them to wear a mask. You know, like our vendors, there's certain vendors that have said, I only want to talk to people with masks on. God bless you. That, that's, that's exactly your, your right to do so. We'll put up signs and, and encourage everyone to bring masks. But, you know, we're not going to be checking vaccination statuses. And, and in the end, this is, this is about creativity. It's about, you know, let, let's, let's make something awesome. And, um, I'm super excited you know, to see it. So, I'm, Matt, I, I turn a, a contest for just kids, man. Yeah, that is so sweet. So I, I turned 40 next year, so Saved by the Bell is obviously a big deal for me growing up. Besides MPG, that's not miles per gallon, that's Mark Paul Gossing. Nice. Besides, <laughs> besides MPG, who's the must-see? Who are you really excited about? So Kane Hodder was one of the first people that, that agreed to come out. And I, I, I met Kane um, while I was out at a show working with, uh, with Chuck Norris. So um, Chuck Norris was uh, at, a, at a convention. I went out there as a security. And Kane Hodder was like, hey, can I get in to see Chuck Norris? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. So we started hanging out. And come to find out, Kane Hodder is a, is a, a swell cat. He was actually a, a stunt coordinator on a couple of films that I, I line produced um, remotely. So I, I never actually met him. It was the first time I met him. And then, uh, and then you know, when, when he, he found out we were doing a show, he's like, count me in, man. So Kane Hodder, who's Jason from Friday the 13th, is 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 actually really awesome. We've got tons of voice actors, so My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, all those guys will be, you know, they'll be coming out. Uh, the the animator for Iron Giant is coming, Steve Garcia. So if you've ever watched the, the cartoon Iron Giant, the Beautiful. guy who drew Iron Giant Love is it. going to be there. So insane, like and it, completely insane. Melina from WWE is going to be there. Love. Um, I know you said you met her, right? So. I've met her before. Yeah, she's tremendous. She's a just a wonderful human being. Yes, yes. Excited about excited about people that are willing to come out and see their fans. We've got the kid from the Battle for Endor. Ewoks, the Battle for Endor. You remember the remember the the the, the older brother. Um, his name's Eric Walker. So he's he's coming out. The Battle for Endor guy. Uh, he does this unboxing thing on his podcast. So he's going to do an Albuquerque Comic Con unbox. Oh, cool! Uh-huh. And then and stream that, which is cool. You know, opening up toys and stuff, talking about it. Love that. Um, we, and, shoot, I mean, we have so many, so many awesome people that are coming. Um, it's just uh, you know, the, the, a few people have canceled because they were shooting films, um, which is awesome. I love the fact that the movie industry is picking up. I've actually been hired to do a bunch of budgets for movies. Seven, seven budgets. Um, I've done seven budgets in the last 10 weeks, which is crazy. It's more work than I've gotten in the last three years. So um, the film industry is about to explode. There's, there's definitely a lot going on in the world of entertainment, and you are creating a way for fans of it to connect. Three-day pass is $60. That's only sold up until, like, Monday, right? So you got to get your three-day no, pass early. You, you have to, I think Thursday is the last day oh, okay. you, can get a, you can get it up until Thursday, but beyond that, then we because we don't – we don't take credit cards at the door. Um, we we just take cash. We we've added all the fees on as a five dollar charge. Okay. Um, but uh, the good part about that is if you go to Explora in Albuquerque, save your ticket because you get that five dollars off if you bring in your Explora ticket. You get that. You don't. You know, it's a five dollar discount at Albuquerque Comic Con, which is cool. And then. If you take your Albuquerque Comic Con ticket stub, you get into Explorer for free. So go learn stuff. Sweet. That's the deal right there. Um, also, tickets can be purchased locally. Uh, you doing them at the Comic Warehouse still? 
yeah, we have a couple of a couple of comic book stores, Lobo Anime, Twin Sons, and Comic Warehouse all have tickets like wow. in hand. No no fees, no nothing. But if you're a fan of the show and you're a fan of Comic Con, we're giving away we're giving away tickets right now. Is that right, Jim? That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a you've got you know a, a, a pair of tickets that you can give away that are going to be uh, three day passes. Um, and then uh, if you'll just if you'll just shoot me the the yep. winner, I'll uh, I'll make sure that they're on the will call list. And we'll definitely give those out to I don't know next caller at five zero five two four six zero six ten. Jim, anything we missed before we cut you loose? We're up against the break. Anything we need to make sure we touch on as far as the event and the experience this weekend? You know, you can find out everything you want to know at albuquerquecomiccon.com. Love that. Jim, you were right. tremendous. Thanks, Jim. Right on, guys. Appreciate you. Good luck. Appreciate you. Well, we're back at it. We're back at it with The World is Spinning, and you can kind of go out and take in everything you enjoy as far as the world of entertainment and nerd culture. So I'm, I don't know, I'm excited about it. We're at that break, so we're going to take it. Dave and Buster's presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, part of New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. Call that number. We're going to give you a couple pat. The phone lines are lighting up. People want to go to Comic-Con. Nice. <laughs> Love it. When we drink, we drink downtown with Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Congratulations, Detroit, who waited about 1.21 gigaseconds. Got they the Comic-Con ticket. and out of the gate there, dialing. Wait, did, did we, uh, Gladiator 4-pack, is that gone? Did that go? Did we get that? I know, I, I kind of, I slowed down on promoing it. No, that? but you could give it out now. Oh, we're giving out Gladiators yeah. tickets. All right, 4-pack yeah. to the Duke City Gladiators. The blackout game tonight. Blackout game. Starts at 6 o'clock, the yep. Rio Rancho Event Center. We got four of them. I'll get Troy's information from you, and I'll get it over to Jim. Congratulations, Troy. Yeah, four-pack Duke City Gladiators. If you called in earlier, Vital got a robocall. <laughs> the commercial break where we're giving out the Gladiator tickets. So if you want a four-pack to Gladiator tickets, 505-246-0610 connect with us on the graphic connection hotline go have some fun with the fam we just got a couple minutes here so hey, we're gonna you know start what? oh go ahead we failed to mention what is that all the dudes listening to us right now ah i see where you're going happy father's yeah, day Yeah, that's nice tomorrow's father's day tomorrow's father's day and it's kind of a post-covid father's day so you can like go out and do stuff all right we got like three minutes here you're a father yes What's like a what's like a really good Father's Day? Okay, so I have a father. We we mentioned this during the break, yeah, briefly. We could segue back into it. So for me, I'm a little different. You yeah. know me, Fred. I'm a little different, a little quirky. I'm very familiar. So for me, birthdays should be a celebration of the mother, yeah, and then Father's Day should be a celebration of the children. So I'm a little different in that aspect. But for the majority of people, and I do think about others, you know that about me. Yeah, I'm, you're known for that. So for others, let it be whatever the hell you want it to be. Okay. For example, you don't have to go in public with your family and show off your wife and kids on Father's Day. Unless you want to. and Unless that's your thing. Yeah. If you just want to go golf with the boys and watch playoff basketball on Father's Day, that's fine too. It's your day. Don't feel guilty for taking a day. 505-246-0610, if I get you in trouble next week, yeah. 
give us a call. Do you say, babe, I just want a steak and I want to go hit the links with the boys and I'm going to crack a couple coldies. Yeah. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm going to be home by five o'clock because that's when Hell in a Cell kicks off. Yeah. And I need to know exactly what Roman Reigns and Rey Mysterio Jr. plan to do inside that tumultuous, like, cell of devastation. Exactly. Yes. So all the dads out there, you do you and you don't feel bad about it. I don't. I'm not to my knowledge a father. You've tried a lot. I don't know about that. You've put in the effort. <laughs> you put in the work. Yeah. You're not talking about the game. I'm talking about practice. I'm talking about practice, man. Happy Father's Day to my father, Randall. Happy my... Father's Day yeah. to my father, also Van. Van Sr. If you combine Van and Randall, you get Vandal. Vandal. Which is a... It's a portmanteau. Thank you. Yeah combination of two different words grabbing a break when we get back we'll be only 30 minutes away from bob nightingale of usa today to talk baseball dame busters presents abq central live from the talk abq studio powered by new mexico pinion coffee and we're on the road we're on the road with chisholm trail rb connect with us on the graphic connection hotline 505-246-0610 we're playing again with i9 sports we're having a drink we're doing it downtown at bourbon boots 95.9 fm am 610 the sports animal Comic-Con tickets are gone. Duke City Gladiators tickets are gone. Told you, the 10 o'clock factor. I know. It's all, you always say that. Who won the Duke City tickets? Johnny. Oh, okay. Congratulations, Johnny. You're going to have a good time if you've never gone before. Only has three daughters. What a perfect time. Oh, my God. Take them, take them out to Happy the Happy Father's spend Day. Time with them. Yeah, yeah that's job, a good Father's Day. Johnny was like, you know how I want to spend my Father's Day? With my well, with my three daughters at the Gladiators game. That's literally just what he said. <laughs> shout out, uh, shout out to friend of the show, Chad. Yeah, he says his Father's Day is going to be a round of golf with his son. That's beautiful. How about that? For a friend of the show, Andrew, for Father's Day, I watched a clip of Entourage. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was terrible. It was just terrible. Shout out to Andrew and fam. Everyone's fam. Yeah. Philadelphia and Atlanta are set for game seven. Okay. Do you like city names or do you like team names? Both. Okay. Yeah. So I'm for the remainder of this, I'm going to go Hawks Sixers. I see. As uh, I would say Hawks. I'd like Hawks better. Okay. But for the 76ers, I would just say Philly. Philly. Okay. All right. I think I got it. Yeah. So Hotlanta and Philly yeah. are playing... Game seven tomorrow. Gotcha. Seth Curry is as good as Steph Curry. Wrong, but okay. close. But very close. He can't score as many ways as Seth Curry yeah. or Steph Steph Curry. But he I think he's got like a very close jumper at this point. Seth is Mr. Pibb. And I like Mr. Pibb yeah. better. Because he's just as good. He didn't even need to get his degree. That's a really good point. Yeah. But he's almost as good as Steph. But he's still really good. Yeah, he's very good. He's very Mr. Pibb-esque. Mr. Pibb gets the job done every time. It's very good. It's not as widely known. It's not as popular. It's not going to win any MVP awards like Dr. Pepper did. Right. 
but it's still very good. I don't know where you can get Mr. Pibb outside of the soda aisle. I don't know if it's at restaurants. I don't know if it's at... It's literally at the Waffle House. Is it? <laughs> yes. I saw it. I saw it on the fountain when we were walking out. I was like, oh, there's a redeeming quality of the Waffle House. You have Mr. Pibb. The Waffle House is ascended to my most hated restaurant. It's your new nemesis? Dethroning Arby's. Okay. Arby's is now number two. If given the option of going to the Waffle House or the Arby's, I will choose the Arby's. I'd like to see a, like a celebrity deathmatch style bout in between Arby's and Waffle House. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you who the winner would be. Everyone I got to watch. Yeah. I think Waffle House would probably win. But you never know about Arby's. They might like throw some salmonella in the Waffle House's eyes or something when I, it's not looking. and then That's, how, that's why Ben Simmons' nickname is Arby's because you just never know. You just never know with that guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, here's what I do know. He will refuse to score the ball. He'll just give it away. He'll just say, here you go, guys. Let me yeah. – fast break. We can get a bunch of them. I'll start it. Go. Yeah. Like the best song off of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing the three-man weave when you were growing up, like like to warm up for basketball? No, you never really played basketball. You braid your hair together? No, it – this makes sense to basketball player. You don't quite get it. But it's the idea is you pass the ball and you go away. That's the idea. It's like it's similar to screen in a way, but it's in transition. I played one season of organized basketball, oh. and it, it wasn't for me. I'm a, I'm a throwing stuff guy, quarterback, pitcher. If I can't throw something, I'm not very I'm – I'm basically worthless on the pitch or the court or the field. If I can't throw a thing at a thing, I'm you, out. You golf well. Yeah, I'm passable. Joel Embiid is averaging like 25 and 10. I'm not making that up. He's very good at basketball. I I can't go against the Sixers at home tomorrow. That's correct. That's okay. the, that's the smart money. And also Trey Trey Young's dumb face. His dumb face. His dumb face. Which you hate so much. I just as soon as I see it, I just feel my knuckles whitening from tightening. Yeah. Yeah. Trey Young got caught. Remember those viral videos when people like spitting in soda pop at Walmarts and stuff? He's, what? He's one of the guys that was licking ice cream. That's right. Yeah. Trey, I forgot Trey, about Trey. that. So whenever you open up a can of ice cream, Trey Young probably licked it. That's the kind of person Trey Young is. Let me let me rewind. Thank you. That's the kind of person Trey Young looks like. Not that he. <laughs> no, he's not. I'm sure he's of upstanding character, and he's got a lovely mother who raised him very well. And arguably the worst barber in the game. Yeah, they just gave up, right? Yeah, he has like a childhood friend who like he needed in his entourage. Sure. And he was like, "Yeah, you can line me up." Well, here's the problem: the barber sits there and looks at Trey Young's face, gets so mad, and he's just like, I, "There's nothing I could do here." Some call that a blood rage. Just like, just let it go, or yeah, so, or whatever. I don't know what you're doing with this. <laughs> That's why he's gonna lose Game Seven. Have you ever like a uh, had like a Brillo pad, mm-hmm. and like it it got to its like last leg, and it's like all stretchy and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Trey Young, Trey, yeah. yeah, he's just the worst, yeah. The Hawks team. You know how many people have lent Trey Young $20 and never got it back? So many. 
I don't think Trey Young is asking anyone for money right now. Not his character, his face. Are you talking about the idea of Trey Young versus (laughs) actual Trey Young? Yeah, actual Trey Young is phenomenal. Here's what I'm telling you. Here's what I'm telling you. Trey Young is the before picture. Okay, yeah. In a lot of bad stories. Trey Young is a cautionary tale. He's a cautionary tale. He's the before picture. He's in an after school special. I can't wait to see him turn it around. His face, though. Not him. He's doing great. The Sixers favorite at home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the Sixers. Joel Embiid has a partial meniscus tear. I'm no doctor, but that sounds significant. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal. It's a makes it hard to jump and land. If he, your bones are just smashing together if you don't have a meniscus. Is that what that is? Yeah. Just a cushion in between your upper and lower leg. So I guess I'm a little confused. Why do I just call it the cushy boy? Yeah, a little cushy boy. Yeah. Old Jolie, he's hurt his little cushy boy. Might be a factor. Joel Embiid has one of those names where you have to say the first and the last together. You can't just say Embiid? No. To think you're saying some kind of like niche verb that no one's ever heard of? Yeah. Oh, you mean that new nightclub downtown? Embiid? Yeah. Yeah. Embiid I do. <laughs> if Joel Embiid doesn't play because of... Partial meniscus tear, which, by the way, I would imagine he's going to get every shot and pill and self-medication possible for this thing. Yeah, you could just scope a new one in there. I think there's some truth to what you're saying. Yeah, it's like a, it's the real-life version of the game of operation. Just pack it with like, gauze, guy. Just put a meniscus in there with the tweezers. Like, there you go, buddy. You're a little cushy boy. I would like to see Trey Young go off for like 60 though and make it super interesting in the fourth quarter so that's the money bet right so like if if we're in vegas if we go out to route 66 casino the sports book yeah you do a parlay yeah yeah trey young whatever his over is take it the game over yeah but hard bet on the sixers what sixers to win trey young to hit the over on points Even though Trey Young goes off, Sixers still win. See, that I wasn't ready for. You're talking with Embiid in or with with Joel Embiid out? In. Yeah. Because no one on either of these teams is going to beat anyone in the West. Correct. Okay. Yeah. This You're playing right now for second place. This is, this is possibly third place. Whoever wins this gets honorable mention. Yeah. In the whole tournament. The last time there was the fourth place team, whoever wins this. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's been 20 years since we've had two game sevens in the same conference to get to the championship. That's sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. And you know me. You love game seven. I love game seven. Dan loves game seven as well, and he's joining us, friend of the program, Dan. Welcome to the show, Dan. How are you? Hey, uh, participation trophies for everybody or what? Yep. Give them out. (laughs) Hey, you guys, your faces are the before faces <laughs> of everything tragic. 
<laughs> I mean, I don't know where you guys are coming off talking a smack about my homie there. Uh-oh. You, have you guys looked in the mirror? Did, well, I didn't know Dan was a Trey Young apologist for his dumb <laughs> face. No, I just like to give you guys static. And you left a little window open, so I said... I'm climbing in. You know what I mean? Dan, I, I have seen my face, and that's why I removed all the mirrors out of my house. <laughs> right? Anything reflective. I don't have a... Re- your windows. I'm, my no, face is so bad. I game last night. Man, I, it was just... It was so awesome. I'll tell you why. Because I'm, I'm burned out on LeBron. I'm burned out on Durant. I'm burned out on all the same names all the time. And just last night, it was like, I'm like, okay, oh, who was that guy? Who was that guy? Yep. <laughs> you know? It was popping in threes, and just to see all the new names, new faces, different teams. Now I'm excited about NBA. Now I'm having fun. It, it, it has gotten so blase and so repetitive and just no fun. Now I'm having fun. I'm actually going to take Phoenix all the way. Well, you it, know? Well, and I'm taking I never Phoenix. thought I'd ever hear that out of my own mouth. Well, I, I agree with you. And I'll tell you, the thing that was neat about last night is you're watching the game, and you're just watching, like, the dissolve of certain guys. Like, like Rudy Gobert, for instance, should be far superior than what he is. Like, Donovan Mitchell obviously will score 40 points in a losing effort. But, like, where's Mike Conley Jr.? Like, where are some of these guys that are supposed to be contributors just, just, just giving it up? Two minutes into that thir- the third quarter – I was already blown away as to the 180 that the whole game was taking. Gobert looks like some like somebody chewed him out at halftime or something. He, he was <laughs> a, he came out like a real wimp, man, and yeah. he never recovered. No, and, and so they needed do- him. They needed him in the paint, you know. As you're saying it, Dan, they're doing like uh, the the Clippers are running like this like uh, screen and switch offense kind of thing, right? And Rudy Gobert ends up like on Terrence Mann regularly, and he's standing 12 feet away from him every possession, yeah. and you're like Rudy. You're seven foot tall. Like move your feet. The defensive feet. player of the year. Go out there, <laughs> chump. Yeah, move your feet, defensive player of the year. How come you're not moving? I got th- and and may I say, without Kawhi. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the hot take that I don't think we brought up that we should have. Did you how guys does- talk about man earlier already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we didn't talk oh, about gosh. how Rajon Rondo just keeps getting to finals. Yeah. How? <laughs> He's he's the rabbit's foot. Pay, Rondo, that's that's funny, bro. That's a good one. Pay Rondo forty Rondo. mil. Yeah, yeah give Rondo on the court. You just kind of cringe, like, eh, what you gonna do now? You know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you guys, I love your show, man. I oh, appreciate. You, I always man. make time to listen and spend a little bit of time with you on a Saturday morning. Of course, Vital. He's my he's my he's my boy from from the Midwest. So. Yeah, I love that guy. Appreciate the call, Dan. Hey, happy hey. Father's you guys Day to have you. Have a great weekend. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, right back at you. Thanks, Dan. Good dude. Yeah. Good caller. To, to piggyback on Dan's point that you know you're seeing all these new faces. You know, the casual NBA fan who doesn't have every roster memorized. This finals is going to be the first finals in 11 years that does not feature either or both of Steph Curry and LeBron James. That's nuts. Every finals for the past 11 years has had either Steph or LeBron or both in it. I think Robert Ory did it for like 10 straight years in the 90s with like two different teams. And you were like, how, do you, how are you doing this? He's the Rajon Rondo of the 90s. I got the Nets at home tonight. I got the Sixers at home tomorrow. Is yours different? Nope. Samesies. Okay. 
grab a break. 15 minutes away from Bob Nightingale of USA Today to talk baseball. Baseball. I should text him and confirm. I'm the worst about that. <laughs> He's a busy guy. He is a busy guy. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion and Coffee. We're on the road. We're on the road with Chisholm Trail RV. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. Following the NFL van, are you familiar with the NFL? I've heard of it. Which fair part of the NFL? The F. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. The NFL and the NFL Players Association have agreed to extend. There are two-tiered COVID-19 protocols into training camps and the preseason, maintaining severe restrictions on unvaccinated players, but removing all, nah, removing almost all of them for those who are fully vaccinated. Okay. If you have the vaccine... Basically, business as usual. Come and go as you please. You got you to stay at the team hotel because that's how they do it. But if you want to go to Denver or Denver, if you want to go to dinner, if you want to meet like friends and fam that are also vaccinated, you want to go to team meetings without masks, you want to sit in the sauna or the steam room or the weight room, you want to do all these things without a mask, here's the thing you can according to the NFL and the NFLPA. Players who are not fully vaccinated are subject to, are you ready? Okay. Daily testing. Sure. Mask wearing, sure. including in the team facility. Sure. Physical distancing. Sure. Quarantine if they are exposed to someone who's high risk. Sure. I mean, a high risk exposure. Sorry, bad verbiage. Significant restrictions when traveling, including required isolation in the team hotel and regulation to a separate team plane. They cannot eat meals with teammates. They're not allowed to go on social in media and marketing sponsorship activities, a ban on gathering with more than three or other players away from the team facility, requirement to wear personal protective equipment if you visit a nightclub or an indoor bar or anywhere that has more than 10 people. These are real. Mm -hmm. A ban on attending indoor concerts and other entertainment events, a five-day delay between first reopening, or excuse me, first reporting training camp and participating in full activities. Vaccinated players will face none of those restrictions and be required to be tested like every two weeks. Sorry, Cole Beasley. Right? Hope you're going to... Welcome to the XFL, Cole Beasley. I'm not over here like a pro-mask guy. I'm not over here like an anti-mask guy. I am pro whatever you want to be. I know what I want to be. Sure. I don't know what you want to be, but be that thing. I'm pro you doing that. If you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, go crazy. Same. But here's the problem, Fred. Could be hurting someone else. Could be hurting someone else. That's why these rules are in place. I am a science guy, and the science says, do these things and everything will get normal. MLG just said the other day, July 1st, we going. We got we at 60%, y'all. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, here's 10 days notice. By the way, congratulations to Matucci on purchasing Kelly's. 
It's going to be a new Matucci in Knob Hill. Very exciting. Very exciting. One of the best patios in Albuquerque. Yeah. You get used again. It blew my mind. That it sat there. That it just sat there during COVID. Yeah. Inside Baseball Vital, we looked into buying it. So the NFL says... They gave us a much larger number than we anticipated. It was way too big. (laughs) Matucci's must be doing all right with breadsticks. They're doing good. Yeah. The NFL says, you guys don't have to get vaccines. We respect that. Sure. You do whatever you want. Here's the thing. Me too. Me, Fred Slow, the talk show radio host, and me, Fred Slow, the person, I respect that too. I also respect if your job is going to make it a lot harder on you. Yes. Because that's their right too. Oh, you mean like a private business? Yes, you can do whatever you want. Huh. You have the right to refuse service too. I'm in on this. Now, I get it. Like, the statistics are like, hey, get the vaccine, and you're 98% likely to not, like, contract COVID or contract COVID for a second time. And then you're, like, close to 99% not likely to spread it. But Cole Beasley says, you know what the odds are getting in the NFL? Because I beat those. Okay. He's not wrong. Correlation does not equal causation. Cole Beasley says way less than 2% chance to get in the NFL and I've been here for 10 years and by the way I just had the best two seasons of my life by the way I don't want to change my routine by the way free will you still have those things Cole I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken Cole Beasley that's a simplicity that's that's like me and Vital grew up with this that's a that is a Midwest dumb dude mentality where, like, the only pain I can feel is physical pain. Yeah. Yeah. But let's say you did have a broken leg, Cole. Would you take a pill? A pill. In a bees. <laughs> would you take a pill, or perhaps let's say a shot? Ah. That would assure you you never broke your leg ever again. You'd take that shot, wouldn't you? You would think. Yeah. Huh. It's weird how stupid your analogy is. Sam Darnold said a thing the other day. Did you see this? Uh, so Sam Darnold used to be a quarterback at USC, which made him good enough to play for the worst team in the NFL. Which is still very good. Which is still very good. Yeah. And now he's playing for the Panthers, who are in the mix. So Sam Darnold says, I haven't been vaccinated. Okay. No problem. Sweet. In. Yeah. It's your choice. Literally your choice. Yeah. However, they got to follow some rules. Now, if you don't want to follow those rules, there's a real easy way around that. Yeah. If you don't want to follow those rules, there's also a really hard way around that. And it's going to cost you. It's going to cost your team. Because you're going to go into quarantine. Who's the backup in Carolina? I'm being serious. Teddy Bridgewater? He gone. He gone? Cam Newton? He gone. Matt Moore? In the world of oversimplified metaphors, I'll give you one. No shirt, no shoes, no service. Okay. You got to wear a shirt, you got to wear shoes to come into my restaurant. Okay. I'll compromise with you. You can wear a wife beater and you can wear flip-flops, but you got to have a shirt and shoes on. Okay? 
you don't want to get the vaccine, you can't be free like all the people who already have the vaccine because we know they're safe. But you got to put on a wife, Peter, and some flip-flops if you're walking around all these people putting other people in danger. So I get it. I'm not saying I even have a problem. Like, if you don't want to get a vaccine, professional athlete, don't get it. Sure. But not getting it increases a person's odds of contracting it. Yep, so correct. Ensuring the virus remains a threat to others who don't have good health. That's the thing. That's the correct. thing. Correct. Hey, I can't make you have consideration. Yeah. I can't make you recognize others' humanity. Sure. And I'm not even going to try. It's not important to me. Nope. But it's not the hill I'm dying on. No. Yeah. You know what's going to happen with that team playing for non-vaccinated players? It's going to have about three guys on it. Because this is not what people think it is. This is not the gigantic anti-science, anti-medicine movement that social media has made it out to be. Cole Beasley is going to get on the anti-vax plane solo with his mask. He'll be paying for it. Is that true? I have no idea. Yeah. Hey, you know what NFL teams love? Distraction. They love that. They just get it all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, you know what we need in locker room? How about a big distraction? Teams love to have guys like Tim Tebow and Colin Kaepernick and just anything going on outside. Sucking all the air out of the room. They love that. They yearn for it. It's good for cohesion. Good for team play. Hey, also, Cole Beasley, Sam Darnold. The NFL Players Association agreed to this. Yeah. Come on. Figure it Where out. Where were you? Figure it out. Let's grab a break when we get back. Bob Knight and go. We're going to effort Bob. Have him on the show talk baseball. Dan Busters presents ABQ Central live from the Talk ABQ studio. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon and Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're about to give you the best 12 minutes of your entire day. We're going to do it with USA Today Major League Baseball columnist Bob Nightingale. At B Nightingale on the Twitter. If you don't follow him, well, you're missing out on like a dozen tweets a day of just pure baseball gold. Welcome to the program, Bob. How are you? Yeah, doing great, Fred. Thanks. Good to have you on. It's good to have you on again. It's been too long, so thank you for coming back. We had to bring you back whenever my favorite player in baseball announced that he's going to do my favorite thing in baseball, and that's hit home runs at the Home Run Derby. How excited are you about this Otani announcement and and what it does for attention for the game? Well, I remember covering the uh, Dodgers when Hideo Nomo, rookie year, and uh, the All-Star game was in Texas, and he was the whole show, and all he did was pitch. So with Otani, you know, with a chance of pitching and hitting the All-Star game, plus the home run derby, I mean, he's going to be uh, he's going to be the whole show in uh, in Denver for that weekend. So, Bob, I'm a baseball dork, so this is no secret to me. But do you feel like Shohei Otani and in all the attention he's getting is help spread baseball to people who weren't necessarily into it already? I think it's people intrigued, but particularly when you hear Shohei Otani, and the next word I've ever his mouth is Babe Ruth. Everybody sure. knows who Babe Ruth is, even if you're not a baseball fan. And I think he's doing something that Babe Ruth, you know, last did. Yeah, that's pretty mind-boggling. I mean, it's tough enough to be a, a hitter in baseball and tough enough to be a pitcher. And to do both is, is uh, you know, uh, unreal. I don't know how long it will last. 
I used to think that he'd be a, uh, you know, give up uh, hitting and just be a pitcher. But he's such a great hitter, such a great outfielder and, and base runner. You know, I, I got to think now, you know, when he gets one up, it'll be, it'll be the pitching on that. The part that I think about often, which I don't know how to verbalize clearly, is kind of like the Rick and Keel angle, where it's so very difficult to do either one of these things at the highest level mentally. How do you hold it together if you're a guy like Otani? How do you like stay as prime as he is on the pitching mound and then stay as prime as he is in the batter's box? No, you're right. I mean, it takes a, uh, I mean, it can be very, very strong mentally, uh, you know, let alone physically. But yeah, I mean, pitchers need the five days recover and do that, and they're, you know, doing their bullpen sessions and taking time off and studying starts and everything else. You know, this guy is studying how to face, you know, hitters plus uh, studying how to face pitchers when he's at the plate, you know, with, with no time off. Uh, yeah. And, and then when he comes out of a game a lot of times, you know, he stays uh, or, or comes out of a game as a pitcher, he stays in the game as, a, as an outfielder. Um, so, yeah, it's a uh, incredible. I mean, I think if he was in a bigger market, you know, like uh, – you know, same as doing this for the Dodgers, for instance, or the Angels, or, or, or in New York or Chicago. I think it may be much bigger uh, attention he's getting. Pivoting from uh, Shohei Otani, we have another year and another scandal. This year, it's the sticky stuff. What are pitchers using? Is it illegal? Is it helping? And what is the MLB doing for it? Do you see this being a big a deal as it is? And where do you see this scandal going forward? Well, hopefully, the you know scandal stops, just like you know in Major League Baseball when they started doing the steroid testing, at least slowed it down. I think in this case, uh, it'll slow it down big time, if not stop it. You know, it begins on Monday, where uh, umpires are required to check every starter at least twice during game, every reliever at least once. You know, if I won't see it on TV, they'll do it during commercial breaks, you know, doing the dugout sort of thing. But it was out of control. You know, it's one thing if you want, you know, a little better grip on the ball, but these guys are abusing it and using it to, uh, you know, increase their spin rate to uh, unnatural levels. I mean, you're watching now when guys are coming back to earth. You know, Garrett Cole just struck out four the other day when he's usually striking out over 10. So these guys are going to have to learn how to pitch and not just, uh, you know, throw the ball as hard as they can, not really knowing where it's going. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't believe the whole nonsense where pitchers say, well, now we're, now we're going to lose control and hit batters. Well, uh, the hit by pitches have been at a record historic pace this year. So they didn't really care where that ball was going. To piggyback on that, I've heard all different, uh, kinds of opinions on this matter. What vibe are you getting from the players? Well, it's pretty split, you know. So it's like Republicans, Democrats, you know. It's a, uh, you know, the hitters are glad it's finally coming down. Saying, you know what, you know, we're seeing pitches we've never even seen before. Uh, DJ Mayhew says, you know, it's like trying to face wiffle balls up there, and we saw how bad the offenses have been all year. And pitchers, of course, are saying, well, we need it for a grip. I'm not sure what we have to do. You know, Garrett Richards started throwing all fastballs their day. And just got pounded. But you're seeing some of these guys that were having some uh, unreal performances, you know, outside Jacob DeGrom, you know, who now are, are, aren't quite the same pitcher. Is this why we got so many no-hitters? Yeah, I mean, it's a pitch he's been so dominant. I mean, too dominant. Uh, I think it's kind of uh, 
turn off a lot of fans. And, uh, that, yeah, they need to do something. If the offenses weren't this bad, I don't think baseball would step in and do it now if I step into it the offseason. But, you know, you see the difference. I mean, if just in the last day, uh, in the three weeks here, you know, when they talked about banning the substances without doing it yet, you know, the batting averages have gone up from 236 to 247. Strikeouts are down. Home runs are up. So, you know, we're starting to see some more offense, which is what the game needs. The reaction to it by Major League Baseball, specifically Rob Manfred, doesn't necessarily have the history of doing it the best way, the quickest way. How do you feel about this reaction from Major League Baseball? Does it, does it, in your opinion, feel just? Does it feel implemented correctly? Or, or do you feel it might end up being a botch? No, I think they had to do it. I think just the offenses you know, were so uh, bad, so pathetic. They had to do something, and the cheating was so rampant. And they, could, you know, they they did all the uh, video and confiscated baseballs. Every team in baseball was shooting. You know, at least they had one pitcher that was doing it, and uh, it was just you know out of control. They they abused it. So I'm sure in hindsight they wish they had cracked down before uh, before the start of the season. They did a scare tactic in in March, and we're going to confiscate baseballs and and check out spin rates, but it didn't do anything. The pitchers ignored it and even cheated more. So I, I think that they had to step in. So this is pretty on par for the history of baseball, right? Like throughout the history of baseball, I mean, people had pine tar in their hat, Vaseline in their belt loop. Isn't this just the next step for pitchers in baseball to find whatever they can to get an advantage? Oh, it is. It's like, you know, it's almost like a, uh, some guy going out there with sandpaper in his uh, glove and just openly doing it. They were just kind of, uh, you know, flaunting what they were doing. I mean, Trevor Bauer brought attention to it a few years ago, and, uh, you know, and his spin rate was out of control. You know, he's dropped down a little bit now from, you know, or his spin rate's dropped way down. So, yeah, you guys were, uh, everybody, everybody was cheating. You know, just like, you know, back in the story days, everybody was, you know, doing stuff, it seemed like. And now pitchers felt like, hey, if a guy like Garrett Cole can get a $300 million contract from it and Trevor Bauer making $40 million a year from it, I'm going to start cheating too. Well, I talk about that a lot when we talk about like the idea, like, is it more important to maintain like sanctity to the game or is it more important to, I always use D Gordon as the example. Like, do you go and like, like break the rules for some amount of time to get that paycheck and then just come back down to the word I'm going to use is pedestrian. I mean, they're all major league athletes they are all professional athletes. Pedestrian's not fair, but do you think, is it worth it to the players? And I think the answer is yes. Like every time, right? Yeah. And I think too, uh, you know, what gets lost is, is the pride factor, the competitive factor. I mean, look at Alex Rodriguez, you know, you look at a, uh, um, you know, some of these guys, but, you know, Alex Rodriguez had all the money in the world. He was still using PEDs just because he wanted to keep that competitive edge. Uh, you know, Robinson Cano got his 240 and got popped twice for PEDs. So they got their money, but they just wanted to, you know, stay, stay on top and uh, not let guys pass them up, you know, as they got older. So you're seeing some absolute dominance from Jacob deGrom, and as soon as the you know the spider tack, sticky stuff, rosin and sunscreen drama came out, everybody was like, "Well, that's the reason he's so dominant." His teammates immediately stood up for him. The last time we saw someone this dominant was Bob Gibson. Love, and they had to change the friggin' rules of baseball because he was too good. 
Do you expect any big changes aside from the sticky stuff going forward due to this pitching dominance? Well, I do. I sat down with the UFC a few weeks ago in uh, Chicago, and he works for MLB. You know, and they're trying everything. I mean, this isn't going to be the cure-all, just you know, taking away the uh, sticky substances. Uh, you know, they're probably going to go to an automated strike zone in a few years and uh, and try to change the strike zone there and make it a little bit more uh, east-west and north-south. Uh, what they also plan to do begin next year is limit pitching staff. You know, right now, you know, teams have 14, 15 pitchers. So what they'll do is uh, cut it back down to 13. Then a few years after that, 12. Maybe, maybe even 11 uh, at some point. Just to uh, so these guys don't come up just throwing as hard as they can for four or five innings and you have, you know, 10 relievers to bail you out. Now you better go deep in the games or you're going to just crush your bullpen. Um, so, you know, changing that type of things, we'll see about the shift, at least making guys. You know, stand in the uh, in the dirt uh, when the ball's being pitched. So they need to do something, and they're they're you know thinking of everything. You know, they even move the mound back a foot in uh, when the you know uh, lower level leagues to see what happens there. How are you going to spend your Father's Day, Bob? I'm sorry. How are you going to spend your Father's Day? Oh, I mean, uh, I'm in Phoenix, so it's supposed to be about 117 degrees. <laughs> uh, so I'll be lay, lay, out on my, lay out on a raft with a you know, few beers before uh, having a barbecue. <laughs> that's the day I want. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that's a that's very good pretty day. Pretty sweet. <laughs> Hey, I, so I'm going to ask on air, and I probably should have texted because I, I don't really know before I ask. Talk to me about this audacity thing. Talk, talk to me about what you're doing with them because it seems like it's the new hotness, but I'm I'm kind of behind the curve on it. Oh, it's just a uh, it's a whole intercom uh, radio thing. They they own a bunch of radio stations, and uh, I think maybe ten or twelve uh, that that broadcast the uh, MLB games you know, for different sites. So that's all, you know, that's all that is. And now I just changed names. So it's just a, a growing uh, sports programming thing. And I want to say 10 or 12, uh, maybe even more teams are, are owned by that, that radio station. Oh, how know, cool. The, uh, the parent company. Yeah. So it's just uh, that. But it used to be called Intercom. Oh, yeah. It's kind oh, of a okay. name change. Yeah. That was a little inside baseball. I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big deal. Yeah. And they... Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think the uh, you know the Yankees are owned by that. The uh, the Cubs, the White Sox, you know, a bunch of teams. So I think the obvious answer is the San Francisco Giants as the surprise of the year. But who do you see going forward? About is going to be that they're they're middling right now. They're struggling right now. But watch out, second half, this team's going to make a run for it. Who do you got? That's a good one. You know, I don't say, uh, I still think the Cardinals are better than they're showing. I, I think at, at some point, you know, they get back in, in that in that mix. Uh, if the Brewers can get some offense, uh, you know, that pitcher, you three hit a monster at the top rotation, and then, of course, Hader and Williams at the back end, if they get any offense at all, you know, they, they could uh, have a chance to take off. Uh, I like Atlanta Braves, too. I, I think they've underachieved. And uh, I don't give up on them. They've had a lot of injuries. Obviously, you know, Marcel Asuna may not play for them again. Uh, those are those are the teams that, that that jump out at me. And I still think the Dodgers will run away and hide in in the West. I I, I can't believe the San Francisco Giants will keep this up all year. Bob, thank you for joining us. I've decided to sell my stock in Spider Tech. I think I'm I'm getting out. <laughs> I'm, gonna get out I'm gonna get out right now. 
Bob Nightingale. There'll be, something, there'll be something new, I'm sure, people people invent. Oh, it, it started with the spitball, right? Like, I mean, we've we've made some... Moises Alou famously said one time, body fluids aren't foreign substances. <laughs> so, <laughs> baseball players are going to baseball. Bob Nightingale, you are the absolute best. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Sure, my pleasure. Thank you, guys. Take care. Hey, thanks, Bob. What a good dude. Best Twitter going. Best Twitter going. I'm not joking. He puts in that work. Yeah. If you want if you want baseball at B Nightingale. We're grabbing a break. We get back today's I nine varsity. The I nine varsity of Shirzies. Okay. Van. Very excited about this one. Dave Busters presents ABQ Central Live from the Talk ABQ Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Connect with us on the Graphic Connection Hotline, 505-246-0610. We're playing again with the I-9 Sports, and we're having a drink. We're doing it downtown at Bourbon & Boots. 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. What a fun program today. Another good one. We need to get Bob on for like three hours. Yes. I would love to talk oh, baseball. He was great. I'll drive to Phoenix. I'll, I'll drink a beer with them in 117-degree weather hanging on the pool. You do a live remote from Bob's backyard sometime? That'd be too funny. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be too funny. Big thank you to Matthew Avila. The Avila. That's what I said. Duke City Gladiators are playing tonight at the event center in Rio Rancho. 6.05 start to the game. Check them out. Blackout game. It should be a lot of fun. Jim Burleson of comic-con who joined us that's next weekend and then bob nightingale friend of the show dan who called in thank you dan johnny and troy were our big winners today on the giveaways congratulations guys got some sweet seats all right you ready yeah today's i9 varsity van okay yes Today's I-9 Varsity is the Varsity of Shirzies. Connect connect with I-9 Sports, 505-312-4999. I know they're kicking off their new league today. Their new summer league starts today. So contact them and they'll get you in there. And they're going to join us on the program next week to talk about uh, return to normality and all restrictions being lifted for July and what that means for youth athletics. I am so excited for them children's same to get out there. Oh my goodness. And I'm you know what? I'm happy for the kids, but I'm probably happier for the parents. They get to get these kids out of the house. Yeah. I agree. There's only so much SpongeBob and Dora to go around. I don't know if there is. I You got to get these kids out the house. I know there's an outrage about the new Blues Clues. Is there really? There was. Oh, no. Not blue enough? Today's I-9 Varsity. Shirzies. Okay. Not blue enough. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling from my personal closet right now in my head, okay? Okay. I have in my closet for the Hawks a number nine Gordon Bombay shirzy. Strong. Yes. Very, very strong. Very strong. Very strong. So when Gordon Bombay played for the Hawks... And missed the shot to win the championship. Right. Yeah. Like the loser he is. Yeah, because he sucked. Started his redemption arc. Correct. Which had a little bit of a hiccup yes. for the DUI where he had to become the coach yeah. of the Mighty Ducks, a team that really sucked. 
to teach them that there's more than just the game. Duck rhymes with suck. Yes. Yeah, it's very appropriate. So I have a Gordon Bombay jersey, number nine, for the Hawks. Spoiler alert. Yeah. The movie culminates in the underdog winning. I don't know if you've seen one of those sports movies before, but the underdog wins that one. Well, the underduck. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite jersey is the guy who doesn't play on the team anymore. Okay, like the former player. Yeah. Okay. So you're like, he doesn't play for that team anymore. That's a good one. Yeah. So that's like if you show up to like a Rockies game wearing an Arenado jersey. Correct. That's a throwback. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. I'm going to go with the, like a Hickory Hoosiers number 15, like Jimmy Chitwood. I think a Jimmy Chitwood jersey is very good. It's good. It's a good gold on red. Um, hit the big shot. So, so I'm going to go with that. Number 15, Jimmy Chitwood hit the game winner with three seconds left uh, to go 43 to 40. So It's very strong. I guess it would have been 42. It's slightly niche, too. Not everyone knows that. But once they see it, they're like, ah, I yeah. get it. Yeah. I get it. Okay, I got the halfer. Okay. I like the half jersey. Like if you're a parent of a family of athletes and like you go to the game, you have to have a half, half, half is one kid, half is the other kid. Yeah, that's a good one. I like the half jersey. That's a very good one. Uh, this one I took from LeBron James. The number 10 Toon Squad jersey, Lola Bunny. Mm. I think that's a strong jersey. You should wear that. Um, I'm in on that one. So the number 10 Toon Squad Lola Bunny jersey. You got to get the short shorts to match too, though. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. The Lola Dukes. And I just this just popped into my head. Yeah. And, and you know I do. I'm not aggressive about it, but I do like to do some trolling yeah, every you, once in a while. You've been known. Yeah. And I just thought of a beautiful half jersey. Yeah. And you do... Tebow on one side and Kaepernick on the other. That's a very good troll. So you divide all the kneeling arguments. Yeah. You're like, which one are you going to pick? You which say, which you one? Say, I'm can't, a, can't have them both. Can't have both arguments. <laughs> Look at me. I'm a fan of kneeling is what you say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't care which way you do it, but just kneel. It's okay to kneel. How do you feel about the number nine Denver Broncos jersey? And on the back, it says Cushman, who you know was Jerry Maguire's number one like football draft pick until 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 he went to Bob Sugar right signed with the Broncos and then Jerry Maguire had to redeem himself by working with Rod Tidwell also a strong number 85 Arizona Cardinals jersey it's very good yeah so I'm going with uh Frank Cushman I like the uh the burnout jersey okay the highly touted prospect or first round draft pick, like unironically wearing a Ryan Leaf Chargers jersey everywhere you go. I have a trunk candidate. Yeah. It's very good. Is that like the Manchurian candidate? Uh no, he's a running back for the St. Louis Rams. Oh, okay. So um very good. That's a very good one. How about a like a for the churros? Like a number 55. That's my dude right there. Like Kenny Powers. I was hoping you're going to go there. Jersey. That's a good one. I was hoping that was going to be one yeah. of your answers. I pitched 55 one year for Kenny Powers. It's very good. Uh, my real answer, though, as we're like coming to a halt here, the number 43 
Jimmy Dugan, City of Rockford Peaches, Shirzy, I think is very strong. Very good. Yeah. He holds a few records. The only one that comes to mind is is Length of Urination. Ah, the Moises Alou. I can only think of. (laughs) That's all I could think of. What a good program today. Enjoy your Father's Day weekend, everyone. Any final words, Van? Happy birthday, Sandra Kay. Love you. Uh, Same. Happy birthday, Sandra Kay. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next week, Burke.